you got me thinking if it was really worth it Putting it all at this effort just to end up less than perfect But on our great intentions, something used for our protection Are they just another way to force out imperfections? I guess I'm just effective, pointed in the wrong direction The library in my head has one fucked up selection Now children, pay attention, or you'll receive detention Cause after this, you'll be tested on your own reflection Hey guys, welcome back to the show that doesn't know how to do the intros. That is right, it is the 40 Ounce Friday. Are, are you meditating? I was. Um, You know, after I listened to that last episode, I realized I have a lot of anger pent up in me. And maybe I should just try and meditate it out while we record. Because I realized I shouted a lot. You did. I was, I was pretty angry there, and I don't necessarily know why. Um... <laughs> I don't know, dude. Uh, maybe it's because Cole is trash. Fuck Cole! God damn it! Alright, <laughs> fuck this. Welcome back to the 40 Ounce Fridays podcast, episode 81. We got an episode for you. It is... Hot damn! Hot diggity damn. It is uh, May 16th when we are recording this. And May has brought up a lot of good shit this month so far. Mm. A lot of stuff has gone down. mm what you mean? Mm-mm. No, I mean mm-hmm. Like mm-mm. oh, mm-mm. oh, like, okay. Like, like you're eating I, it up. Mm-hmm. Like, like I just put all that content in a big fucking sandwich. Just like yeah, it's it's thick. This is probably one of our thickest episodes. Like I want to grab each each side of this content, put my face in between. I know that vibe. I know that vibe heavy, and I respect that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um you know we got a little we, we drinking we celebrating the occasion ryan yeah. uh has thus made this the most expensive episode of the 40 ends fridays podcast to date <laughs> because yeah. this this shit how much did it cost okay so like i was like at the at the liquor store where i usually grab the 40s and i walked i was like thinking about grabbing a nice four pack instead today mm-hmm. and i walked past the 40s there was no mickey so i was like that's a sign okay Walk over and I'm looking at all these beers, and I find an Alesmith uh, collaborative called um, Alesmith for Hope. It's a collaboration with Anvil of Hope, which I found out Anvil of Hope is um, Alesmith, some of their founders, a charity organization mm-hmm. to help out um, people um, uh, on the unemployed and people, essential workers who struggled throughout the COVID 19 pandemic. So I was like, you know what? I'll I'll, put, I'll patronize this beer. So um, I got it, and it rang up for seventeen ninety eight, and I said in front of the cashier, "God damn!" For four <laughs> uh, sixteen ounce cans. Yeah. Seven point five percent. Well, that's not bad. Seven point five. Hazy IPA. Not bad. No, it's not bad at all. I dig it. I enjoy it. I'd understand. I'd understand spending twelve fifty at this at a brewery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. So we're we're, and keep in mind, yeah, we said seventeen something, and you're like, well, I mean, overall, that's not really expensive. Keep in mind, we're broke. Yeah. Uh, I make we make zero dollars and zero cents off this fucking podcast. The beer I usually buy is a six pack of like nine percent beer for eleven something because more bang for my buck <laughs> yeah we we get we get pretty we get pretty toasty yeah. <laughs> normally yeah. uh but friends don't let friends drink four percent beer facts 
<laughs> never, never do that. Facts, 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 facts. But um, unless it's flavorful like Guinness, I would, I'll say that Guinness is delicious. That's, that that's, that's, that's not that's not something you drink to get drunk. That's yeah. something you drink to enjoy. Yeah, like you you chilling and you have a Guinness, or like you put it in a like put a shot of uh, Jameson Bailey's mm. in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exquisite, <laughs> exquisite, like how thick this fucking episode oh, is. <laughs> We don't have a soundboard, Ryan. Just gonna have to do that yeah. every time we say thing. I'll get the soundboard one day. I'll get the soundboard <laughs> one day. But until then, I'm just gonna tongue punch the content. So uh, we're gonna do our normal "How are you?" thing. But then, just to let you guys know, we're gonna section it off. We have uh, our anime slash animation section. We're gonna start off with. Mm-hmm. Then we're gonna move into some gaming topics, and then we'll top it off with some music, including you know, you know the boy, Jermaine Coleslaw, Jermaine. Mm. Jermaine. Cole. Yeah. Young Simba. Mr. Nice Watch. (laughs) (laughs) These are all things. I love this this man. I love this man. He he just dropped his sixth album, so that's going to be like the last thing we talk about is the, the album. Yeah. Because... Uh, I love it. I I'll, I'll I'll be talking about it, but there's there's a bunch of shit we're gonna we're gonna yeah. be going over today. We're gonna slurp our way down this hill. That's oh sure. yeah, May May is a good month to be a nerd, bro. Mm-hmm. May is a good month to be a nerd so far. We're only halfway through the month. Yeah, we still got more shit coming. So uh, let's start it off, Ryan. How are you? How are you? Um, well, I got two things. Okay. Uh, do you want? I uh, I'll start off with uh, the craziest one. Okay. I found out my dad's name uh, huh. yesterday. Wait, your dad? Yeah, I found out my dad's name. Um, I uh. Oh. So like, I've never met my dad. Uh huh. Um, but we were we were searching for our birth certificates yesterday because we're getting passports. Oh. Side note, I don't know if I mentioned this to you. Uh, next March, I'm going to Canada to see Bad Bunny. Oh, that's so. That'll be a fun. That'll that's, be a fun episode. That's so random, but that's actually really dope. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> congrats on that. That's but, cool. Um, uh, so we're trying to get our passports, and so we're looking for our birth certificates. And I never really actually looked at mine. I just have mm-hmm. it folded up for when I need it. Yeah. I want to know what time I was born. Five oh eight p.m. And okay, okay, I was looking okay. at the other things, and you know, it says the parents' names there. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know his last name. But apparently, my my dad's first name is withheld. <laughs> so I I, w- I typed that in Facebook. I, I couldn't really find anything that like I don't know. It's just I, this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be a grueling search, and I plan on updating you guys in the process. Ryan, I. Best of luck to you, bro. Thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> What's the other thing? Um, I got uh, new neighbors. Oh, really? Yeah. They seem nice. They live in the building across the way. Um, you know, I live in uh, 17. They 17. Live, they live in 7. It was fucking destiny. Yeah. Fucking um, destiny. I think we're, we're going to be friends. Uh, they, they seem pretty cool. It's okay. like um, this taller white guy with red hair. Okay. And his, uh, his like... Shorter than him, but really cool, like short hair blonde girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. What what aesthetic are they giving you? Um. Well, uh, 
the the white guy seems like he really likes like games and stuff. Okay, like cool, I feel cool, like cool, you cool, cool, I feel cool, like you cool, get get along with him. Cool, cool, cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. he uh, he's yeah. So he's like red hair, tall. Um, I think he's Irish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Guess what? What? It's Patrick. What? <laughs> Yeah. What the fuck? I should have. <laughs> I was trying. It should have clicked in my head. Really? Yeah. He lives. He lives in the building next next to me now. Dude, that's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> Bought a bottle of wine over last night. And, fuck yeah, Patrick uh, moved. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Him and Stephanie. Uh, yeah. That's adorable. With a 30 Congratulations walk away. to them. Yeah, Congratulations to you two. Yeah. Uh, from the Forty Ounce Fridays podcast, you know. That's fucking cool. Yeah. I was initially thinking of revealing this one day when we recorded it at. My apartment. Oh, just way later. Just, yeah. I'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> See him showing up. <laughs> what the fuck? I was gonna have a walkie and be like, come on in, like in the middle that's, of the podcast. That's fucking cool, though. But I'm, I'm, like, so, I'm, yeah. I'm happy for them. Yeah, that's all. That's awesome. So yeah, it's gonna be fun, fun yeah. time. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, we're thinking about uh, possibly eventually doing um, some of those other um, the dark picture anthology games oh like man of meeting and yeah, um of little hope yeah yeah I, I bought them both as a pack like a month or two ago oh dope because yeah, really, those, are, those are interesting yeah i really liked until dawn so i was like oh same thing all right cool yeah and they i know those games have like a lot of endings to them yeah and they have more cooperative features like okay like you can play with friends online you get assigned people oh really you make those decisions oh yeah. fuck yeah that's yeah. cool and i have a friends pass i have friends pass too oh shit it, so i can nice, bring nice. people in yeah cool cool yeah well how are you man i'm i'm good i'm i'm doing pretty good uh you know work is work like i said mother's day was fucking mother's day oh. i'm not gonna get into that but just so you know our store had the highest sales we've ever had at our store okay. on mother's day like we broke records it was but we handled it pretty well because we had the staff for it so yeah it worked out it's good but other than that it's been just you know a whole lot of nerd shit mm. <laughs> um you know this thick with content episode is beefy nigga mm. it's beefy like think of like you know those those videos where like the the blacked videos mm -mm. and then and then just no mm, yep not, yep not in this neighborhood oh yeah yeah think of those blacked videos right and think of the beefiest one you've seen bro it, this episode is like that it's the blacked of 40 ounce Fridays podcast. <laughs> Don't fucking Fuck. laugh. Fuck. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Is that the episode? This is the blacked of 40 ounce Fridays. Fuck, the thumbnail's just a black screen. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I had something else planned, but you know what? I think that's better. You, oh, you know what you got to do? In like the corner, the very tiny little corner of the, you, I think you know, a certain face of an old NSYNC member. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait. I have a better idea. Gonna I'm going to tell you mad. later. Yeah. I mean, people are going to see it once it goes up, but I have a better no, idea. No, don't tell them. Um, yeah. Well, when they go, when it goes up, no, they're going to see it. No, they'll be surprised. They're going to know already. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll talk to you about it later. Wait, I got one question for you, though. Hmm. How many brunch kits did you sell? Oh, uh, a lot. How, oh. many how many people stopped and asked what was in it? No one, because a lot of them ordered it online. Oh, oh you know what? That's, but I will say this. There was one thing that like really annoyed. I was surprisingly calm on Mother's Day. I think it's just because I expected it. Yeah. You know, so I was ready. We were well staffed. The next day, Monday, was stressing me the fuck out. And, um, and I was just like, God, I just need to get through this day so I can have my days off. And, uh, we got a DoorDash order. 
DoorDash order said 17 items. I was like, okay, that's a lot of shit. Let's get it cracking. Uh, normally, I'm the only person that works on bar on Mondays just because the way the staff is. The manager will come out and help me when she needs to. But um, one of the first things that caught my eye on this 17-item DoorDash list, three brunch kits. Three brunch kits. Three? For the one order. And that's that's not... That's like three items out of the 17. It was three brunch kits. So there's 14 more items? There's There were 14 Were more. they lunch kits? They It was three brunch kits. Five of this sandwich called a chorizo sunrise. Oh, okay. Three of these sandwiches called uh, farmhouses. A sandwich called a garden avocado. A bagel with cream cheese. Two muffins. And a large OJ. Okay. Yeah, and that's what they ordered. So I had my manager come out and help me because I was like, yo. Nope. <laughs> it's what the fuck? What the f-? And the person that ordered it, I know ordered yesterday. I remembered their name. Their name was very, like, distinct. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they ordered brunch kits yesterday, too. How are you paying for this? These brunch kits are, like, $30 the, each. The company card. <laughs> well, if the bigger one is on Monday... Yeah. Then it's probably a company-wide mother's thing. I, I fucking hated it. Oh, it, it, it guess fucking, what? It fucking killed me. I hate to break this to you, but based on that interaction, I think you found a regular. No. There, <laughs> every time someone's gonna be like, we should bring the we should bring the office some some lunch. How, how about, about you don't breakfast? do that? How then, about you don't do? And, how about you don't? And then do Mark that? is gonna be like, actually, ladies, I have the perfect idea. What if we get lunch and breakfast as a brunch? How about? How about how about you save me the high blood pressure? You you know um Juliet and Cheyenne brought the um the the champagne to the office so that way uh, they could turn those that orange juice into mimosas. Oh no, we had it advertised as a Mother's Day like kit special. You get a brunch kit and the orange juice comes with it, and you can use that orange juice for your mimosa. That's yeah. that's that yeah. was yeah. how they set it up, and I was like, this is so fucking dumb. It, it's dumb, but it's kind of <laughs> genius. Someone's like, you mean all I have to do is buy the champagne? It's like, well, technically you are buying the orange juice and everything else too. (laughs) And the $30 brunch kit. But hell, it's, hey, it's sold. But you know, other than that, I've been enjoying, enjoying myself. I got some stuff to talk about. You know, my, how are you is mainly going to pertain to all the shit we're going to be talking about this, this episode. So we'll get to it when we get to it, but I'm chilling. Modena and I had our anniversary. We hung out that day. We managed to see each other. But our date date is mm. for Tuesday. Oh. Because I'll be off. I get paid. You know, it's yeah. it's planned out perfectly. We we're gonna go eat. We're gonna we're actually gonna have brunch. Because okay. I've never actually had brunch before. Ooh boy. So I was just like, mm. fuck yeah, let's go. And Modina has had brunch a good couple of times. And I never got to go. So we're gonna we're gonna have brunch. We're gonna probably, I don't know, maybe go to the beach, maybe do some things. All right, hang all out, right. just spend a nice little romantic time together. Where, That'll be the day. Where are you getting brunch? I don't know yet. Okay, <laughs> we're, De- we're we'll figure it out when we get there. Depending on the spot, <laughs> I'm a little little brunch tip. Mm-hmm. For some reason, this is just me. This is I'm not saying this is like a hot tip. You can find this on like fucking brunch.com. Like no, there's a brunch.com. Uh, there might be. I don't fu- <laughs> brunch.org. I don't fucking know. Oh brunch.net. But. Uh, <laughs> I have found that like if if they have a good like uh, it's not just like fucking IHOP French toast, but you read it and you're like that sounds like some damn good French toast. Mm-hmm. French toast, like get coffee, drink it. French toast, mimosas. You're that's what I do. Fuck. Okay. 
Because you get like the coffee to wake you up, get you a moving, mm-hmm. then you drink that, then you eat that French toast, which is a lot of sugars, but it's like a lot of bread. Yeah, okay. Uh, and you just pound them mimosas. Okay, I feel it. it it's I'll like take drinking that wine. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Oh, fuck. It's like <laughs> wine. That's what I feel like. <laughs> yeah, bro, because uh, I, I want to see brunch drunk Modina. Mm. <laughs> She's like, I'm. I wish you were here because the last time she had brunch was actually a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. She had it with some friends, but I had to work, so I, I didn't go. And she was like, man, I'm so... <laughs> and I was just like... <sighs> Dude. So so I'm taking this opportunity to go yeah. go have some fucking brunch, bro. <laughs> you should, man. Brunch is good. Yeah. Oh, boy. But all right. Mm, all right. It's speaking what, of brunch, speaking you know, of brunch. <laughs> or lunch or dinner, whenever you're listening to this, be it's thick, it's thick today. It's thick. It's thick. So we're gonna get into the animation talk, and we're gonna start off with a quick one because there's not a lot of info on it yet. Uh, last week on May 9th, Mother's Day, actually, it was Goku Day. Uh, it is. That's, yeah, I know. That's it's, smart. it's funny. May 9th is Goku Day. Happy Goku Day. Yeah. <laughs> what but, a great uh, mother. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas don't even think he's a great father. <laughs> well, maybe he needs. I, I, I drastically disagree. I actually did a podcast episode about yeah. why that was false. It was it was a few episodes before you joined. He's a he's a good father. He's just dumb. Yeah, he's just dumb. <laughs> but I broke it down. I was like, you niggas is stupid. He's not a bad dad. Anywho, um, there's a new official Dragon Ball website, like an official site. There was a DragonBallZ.com, but that was like made by Funimation, way back in the day. This is like the official Dragon Ball site. This is where you're going to get any kind of Dragon Ball news related to like anime, if it's coming back, the movies, games, merchandise, events, all that stuff. You're going to go to this official website. It's the first time this has happened for Dragon Ball as a series. It launched worldwide on Goku Day. Really groundbreaking, exciting stuff. And it just shows that Dragon Ball is just a series that's always going to print money. Yeah. Um, but Are they it's still doing also- a game a year? Huh? Sorry, is are they still doing a game a year? Are they still I think under they, the- I think they are. Yeah, they're, which means they're, it's forever. at E3, <laughs> we might see a new Dragon Ball game get announced. Yeah, they're printing money forever, man. But um, it was it's pretty much announced. It's pretty much official now that uh, a Dragon Ball Super movie is coming in 2022. We are getting another movie. We have next to no information about it. I haven't really been like looking into like people will have like, you know, the small bits of information here and there. I'd have mm. to sit there and listen, listen to the videos, read the articles. But we don't really have any idea like what the plot's going to be, who's going to be in it. Yeah. What's it going to be about? All that stuff. We just know it's coming out next year. We don't know when next year, but it's coming out next year. I'm excited for it, dude. Uh, the last Dragon Ball movie that we got was Dragon Ball Super Brawly. Yeah, you guys were watching the fight scene. When yeah, I, came I, in. I, I, I turned it on the the Gogeta versus Brawly scene. Yeah, great, great fucking movie. Uh, it was it was the perfect Dragon Ball film. They entered. They had the little prologue backstories for the Sands. It showed where I, everyone was going to Earth for the Dragon Balls. Da 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 da. Brawly pulls up. Goku and Vegeta pull up, and then the rest of the movie is just a fight. <laughs> I was like, perfect. Yeah. People were like, man, that plot wasn't deep at all. It doesn't need to be deep. It just needs to have a plot. Yeah. I just want the fights to be good. Yeah. Which is what it delivered in. Like that, mm, that art style was supreme. It was great. It's actually the the people that worked on the Dragon Ball Super movie are the same people. A lot of them are the same people that are working on the current arc of One Piece. Oh, okay. That's why uh, the art styles look so similar because they're in this place called Wano Country in One Piece. Mm. It's very like old, like 
Edo period-ish looking okay. kind of place. There's a lot of like samurais and swordsmanship there. So it just fits that art style. It's really smooth, really fluid stuff. So I don't know what art style is going to be for the next movie, but we'll see when we get there. But yeah, Dragon Ball Super movie coming in 2022. So uh, what do you think? Do you think that they're going to cover uh, a bit of Morrow or do you think they're, it's going to be its own original? I don't know because there's also rumors that the Dragon Ball Super anime may be returning. Yeah, exactly. Finally. So I don't know if they would make Morrow a movie because I feel like they could easily make that the debut like arc returning yeah, Super. Because exactly. that, that was... For the most part, it was a good arc. It yeah. had some like mm, moments here and there, but the anime can yeah. always like change stuff. Yeah, and a lot of different pe- continuities. A lot of people feel like Morrow's too beefy to be a movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's there's too much happening. It's too much happening. It definitely would need to be an arc. It, it, if, if it was a movie, it'd have to be a long ass movie. But mm. the I like the Morrow arc. I thought it was pretty fun. So it'd be a cool arc to debut yeah. Super's Return. So I don't know what they would do for a movie. I feel like it would be fun. Since, since like Frieza is more like involved now, mm-hmm. it'd be fun to like make Cooler more canon. People people have been thinking that Cooler is going to be the next movie, and Stranger Things have happened, and some people are like, ah, Cooler, I don't really care about. I remember when Brawl it, it was officially announced that the Dragon Ball Super movie was going to be Brawly, and I remember I was like, I don't really want another Brawly movie. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Brawly. I think Brawly's boring. Yeah. Like original Z Brawly, I think he's boring. He was fine for the first movie, like that that, that initial legendary Super Saiyan movie. It was fine as a villain. He big unga boonga angry sand. Yeah. Um he's not fucking interesting. He's boring. So when they made two more movies, I was like, I don't fucking care. Also those movies suck. And when people see him in games and they get excited, I'm like Yeah. He big unga boonga man. Like if, he he's boring. To if me. you're if you're not eight years old or under and you pick him in a fighting game, I I assume you can't fight. Him. Well, all the Dragon Balls characters are boring. That's not true. Yeah. That's not true at all. Like they all have character qualities and aspects. Brawly J- Z Brawly was just like I'm big mad and hate Goku because he cried next to me when I yeah. was a baby, which is dumb. Uh, so that's, that's why I like especially Super in, Brawly like, got meat. Yeah, he got I, plot to Super him. Brawly seems really cool. It's just, and he's still Oonga Boongas. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Zebrawley's so bleh. Yeah, he's, like, he's just really bland. He's he's what people who don't watch Dragon Ball Z think every Dragon Ball Z character is. Yeah. Just a big Oonga Boonga man. Yeah. Which they are, but they but they have character. <laughs> like like Super Brawly. He has character. Yeah. But when he get mad, he get mad. So you still get the best of both worlds. But yeah, dude. Hannah um, Montana. I'm Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. But I'm I'm ready for it. I'm ready for another super movie. I I honestly think Super would have been better off if they just had been like a series of movies. Like maybe like like you know how they did Battle of God and then Revival of F. Yeah. Before Super got announced, I thought Dragon Ball was just going to continue as these canonical that, films. That's what their plan was. That when they first announced Battle of God, they were like, we plan on making like 13 films. That'd be kind of cool. And then they were like, that would have been cool. I think they decided. You know what? Or the at least hype? Toriyama decided. Yeah. Because part of me feels like they decided movies because they thought maybe the Dragon Ball fandom had died down. And it's like, we're all still here. It's just we're not as vocal. Which is weird because Battle of Gods brought in the like the sort of Dragon Ball renaissance. Yeah. Because Battle of Gods was legit like a, a good movie. Yeah. Uh, Revival of F was like A on the plot, but the fight scenes were cool. That's, that's what I think happened because like Battle of Gods was like the renaissance. Yes. And then... 
they did uh, uh, fucking Frieza. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like because they're like, oh, this would have been better as an arc. Like, I mean, it, it, which is funny because if they really did think Revival of F would have been better as an arc, they were wrong because the Revival of F arc in Super is yeah. awful. That's what, yeah. It's fucking I think awful. They just, I think they just got, were like, oh, fuck, we, we fucked up. Let's <laughs> just animate through this and get to it's where we want to go. so bad. Um... <laughs> They skip Revival of F in the Super Manga, too. They skip Revival of F, but they note that it happened. Mm. And they skip Brawly in the manga, but they, they note that it happened. There's even, like, a special panel, like, showing Gogeta fighting Brawly. Like, so it, it's still canon within yeah. the, the manga continuity of Super as well. Um, But, it, well, canon's a weird word. It's still within that continuity yeah. of the manga, too. They just didn't draw the arc. They just moved on to Moro, which I think was a smart decision. Yeah. So people can just watch the movie. It, it's interesting how they're handling Super in terms of the manga it's, to anime. It's weird because they're different continuities because yeah. different things happen in them. Like a lot of the stuff, there's a good amount of stuff that happens in Goku Black that's very different between the manga and the anime continuities. Some things I like better from the anime, some things I like better from the manga. It's all pick and choose. Interesting. But, um,. Yeah, uh, so I could definitely see them doing Moro as an anime arc and then doing the movie as something else that maybe happens after Moro or before or something like that. Because because the Dragon Dragon Ball Super Brawly is within the actual super continuity. Yeah. Like, it takes place after the Tournament of Power. Exactly. So it fits the timeline still for the super continuity. So we'll see what happens when you we know, get there. You know that they could do? <laughs> if um, as, like, a kind of tie-in to the Tournament of Power, because remember how it was, like, kind of hinted that when Seventeen brought back all the universes, he brought back all the universes? Yeah, well, it, it's it's it hasn't been confirmed, but a lot of people are like, does that mean the six that were destroyed are yeah. back, too? Maybe one of them is the point of the movie. Cause that, that that's to, true, because they, they haven't mentioned them in any of the arcs yeah. after. Like, that wasn't... And that, like, those have nothing to do with Moro, and they have nothing to do with... Uh, the current art, Granola the Survivor. Yeah. My nigga's name is Granola. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my nigga Granola. <laughs> I don't really know much about that arc yet, so I'm it's, like, I'm interested. It's an okay arc. It's like, it. it's weird. It feels weird so far. Like, I feel like we're about to get into the meat of it now. Mm. So, and it's weird because Super is a monthly series. Uh, so it does take some time before you get into the meat of something. Yeah. Um... But it feels, in a way, sometimes it's like it feels like it's moving too fast, and then other times it feels like it's moving too slow. Mm. So I feel like once we get to the point where it's just like, okay, they're they're getting to the, into the the fight fights now. I feel like it'll flow a lot better. The setup's a little like messy. I Granola's interesting enough. Mm. We'll see where it goes because I'm curious to see where it goes so and how they end. Who is who is what? What is the basis of this? Okay, so character? quick little synopsis of Granola. Uh, the Granola, the survival survivor arc so far has been about a character by the name of Granola. Uh, he's a part of a race called the Ceruleans or something like that. I, I, I believe they're. It's a pun on cereal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. like gr- like grains and stuff. There, that's that's his planet. And w- back in the day, uh, back when the Sands used to work for Frieza. That was one of the planets that got occupied by Frieza, oh, and he's shit. one of the survivors from that destruction. So he he has a vendetta against Frieza, and he doesn't like Sans clearly because of that event. So he wants to muster up the strength to be strong enough to beat Frieza, especially now you know Frieza's back out in the universe. Yeah. Um. So he 
does little jobs for like other people. Like there's this gang out in space called the Heaters. They also want to overthrow Frieza because they want to run his business. The Heaters? Yeah, they're called the Heaters. Of course they are. <laughs> of course they are. Uh, one of the, the I think they're I think their ace fighter is a nigga called Gas too. <laughs> They got that oh. gas, bro. Oh, where's Match? <laughs> Dragon Ball is all about the puns. I know. But um, are these even puns? It's just <laughs> think about that gas, boy. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's like, hey, this guy's name is Laptop, and this guy's name is Keyboard. I don't I know if that's even, a pun, man. I wouldn't even be shocked. I wouldn't even be. I, I wouldn't even be shocked. I wouldn't even be shocked. But um, Jesus. Dragon but uh, where was I getting at? But uh, so far, Granola has collected the Dragon Ball. Spoilers! Spoilers! If you are actually reading the manga, well, if you're up to date, this isn't a spoiler. But if you wanted to read it, spoilers! I'm about to spoil some shit that's been happening. So at the moment, now there's a lot of things happening. The heater, Granola wants to beat Frieza. He gathered. There's more sets of Dragon Balls too. They're like on different planets. Or? On different planets. Okay. Like, like was, his I'll, race I'll... of people had Dragon Balls too. I was about to flip my shit that okay which is like god damn it they're adding another set of Dragon Balls but it's also interesting to think because when they added the Super Dragon Balls it did make sense that more people besides the Namekians yeah. use that as a base for their own Dragon Ball model yeah so they have Dragon Balls too but they're you know dragons have various powers and abilities based off whoever made them uh these Dragon Balls there's only two of them so I guess the dragon's power is limited to certain extents because mm. uh, Granola wanted to wish for, he wants to be the strongest person in the universe apparently, but he had to trade something in order to gain that power. Okay. And I believe his lifespan got shortened, but technically right now he is the strongest person in the universe because that was his wish. So now he's like, I'm a fine Frieza. I'm gonna kill this nigga. But uh, also the heaters are interested in Granola because they're like, we could probably use this to our advantage because the heaters know about Frieza's activity. So they know about Goku and Vegeta due to the interactions. Yeah. They're like, those niggas are a threat too. We need to get them out of the way. So they're planning to use Granola as a way kind of like sort of play him and manipulate him into fighting Goku and Vegeta to get all of them out of the equation. You know what I mean? Because they're like, if anyone's going to beat Granola, it could probably be Goku and Vegeta. Yeah. And then if Frieza gets beaten, the scuffle, the heaters just take over. Yeah. And then also, by the chance, if Goku and Vegeta try to defend Frieza, well, you know. They maybe... wouldn't. They let that nigga die. I know, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not defend, but, you know, like, fight with him against this uh, threat. Uh, at the very least, Vegeta would be like, no, what the fuck? Yeah. No. I mean, like. Just... I doubt they would. Not, there's yeah, there's no for, reason to not defend for Frieza, but fight with him for like like maybe Granola's fucking up the planet a bit or if, something. If Granola's doing too much, yeah, I can see them like teaming up to stop a mutual threat if yeah. it meant the sake of the universe. Which is like probably also to the heater's advantage. Like also these two motherfuckers yeah, could be out. Exactly. And also there's another thing because they haven't all met yet. They're about to meet. I think maybe by the time we hit next chapter, Granola is going to encounter Goku and Vegeta. Okay. But Goku and Vegeta have been training. Goku's been training to master UI. Whis mentions that there's more techniques or more things, you know, angel level beans can do. And they're trying to get Goku to master Ultra Instinct in his base form. 
Because oh. he treats it as some sort of transformation, but Weiss explains that the angels are always in ultra instinct. Yeah. Just 100% of the time. It's not a transformation. It's just a state of being, yeah. which is what it's supposed to be. Exactly. So they're like, so Weiss is like, if you can master ultra instinct in your base, then you just already have that. And if you need the power boost, you can just do your little mastered ultra instinct power boost and stack it on top. Yeah. So it's overall making Goku a more like godly, like, ooh, angel level kind of like fighter. Yeah. And while he's doing that, Beerus is training Vegeta to learn the Hakai, which is the God of Destruction signature move to yeah. destroy. So, so Vegeta's learning Hakai, Goku's learning to master Ultra Instinct. I like how everyone's going on their own different paths. So clearly this show is going to end with a new angel and God of Destruction. I don't want that to be the case. But if who they, else to protect the universe? I get it, but they've already both expressed that they don't want to be gods of destruction. They so already said, that sounds boring. And I feel like they're going to keep true to those characteristics. I hope so. Like, they're, they're neither one of them is going to take the job. Like, if anything, I could see maybe Vegeta taking the job at the yeah. end. If I had to say. I don't think Goku well, would ever take it. Do you it. think uh, Goku would take Whis's place if that were no, the case? No, because that's too much responsibility. He wants to be free. He wants to fight. He wants yeah. to do shit. The angels okay. are under kind of, like, more rule-level things. Yeah. So I doubt that'll happen. They might be trying to red herring us into thinking that'll happen. That, that could be but the case. But it doesn't fit their characters. Yeah. And, like, they've had character development, but it doesn't fit their characters as of now either. Like, I don't see that being the case. A lot could um, change. It's cool that they're going their own routes. I like that. I I always, like, preach, like, one thing I liked about the Boo Saga is everyone had their own kind of form. Like, Goku had SS3. Yeah. Vegeta had the Majin transformation at that one point. We had Ultimate Gohan. Yeah, he broke a sword. (laughs) Uh, Goten and Trunks had Fusion. So it, it was cool to see that, and then we were getting to the point where it was kind of the samey again because Vegeta and Goku were just doing, you know, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Blue. And now yeah. Goku's doing UI. Vegeta had, like, upgraded Super Saiyan Blue to a stronger form. He had learned this technique from the Yard Yards called Spirit Fission, which is something Goku doesn't know. So it's, it's cool that they're doing their yeah. own thing. And thinking about it vegeta is kind of a a threat because while goku kind of has this state of being like ultra instinct the end all be all like kind of state of mind for a fighter yeah vegeta is learning all these cool little hacksy sort of techniques like spirit fission he's learning the hakai it's cool to see the difference in character it's going to be like goku's gonna be more of like a full frontal combat and vegeta will still have his aggressive style but but it it, it fits the theme that because vegeta's always had a lot of techniques yeah so it oh, just yeah. fits the theme of like Vegeta just having all these moves in his repertoire. Yeah, it it's the same kind of situation that you always get, like even with like Naruto and Sasuke. Like that's the similar thing. Naruto's whole thing was like, how can I run up on this motherfucker and blast him in the most powerful mode I can be in? Yeah. And Sasuke's like, what kind of jutsus can I yeah. put together to do this? So it, it's interesting to see, but yeah, the Dragon Ball Super movie's coming, y'all. Get ready. <laughs> get ready. Uh, so the next thing on the list. Uh, this is more so going to be me talking really quick because uh, Ryan Ryan hasn't finished the series, but Castlevania has officially ended. Uh, season four came out a few days back. It was ten episodes of fucking greatness, especially like those last four episodes. Woof! They was hitting. They was hitting heavy, bro. It was really fucking good. I watched it in one sitting. I had gotten home from work, showered, ordered some food, took an edible, uh, hey. ate. 
high as hell. Just, I, dude, it was so good. It was, <laughs> it was really fucking good. I'm gonna go back and watch like the like the last two three episodes again. The action is so good. The animation, bro. Shout out to them. They were like, this is the last season. Dump as much money possible into these fucking fight scenes as you can. The fight scenes in, in Castlevania have always been amazing. But yes. they really did the damn They're very, they're very fluid in their movements. Mm-hmm. Like, nice. like, you know the meme of the horse where it shows like a show and like the seasons yeah. and how like it either starts off shitty or ends off shitty? Yeah. Castlevania is a perfect horse. It's a perfect horse. It's a perfect horse. It's horse out of horse. You yeah. heard it from him. <laughs> like, like, it's a perfect horse all four seasons. It's so good. Uh, all those, you know, the major like plot points get wrapped up. But they also leave enough leeway for spinoffs, which which is in the in the works. They said there's okay. other stories. So while the main story with uh, Trevor, Saifa, and Alucard is finished, that main trio, it looks like we'll still get stories in that Castlevania animation world. You know what would be interesting hmm. is if uh, they worked on a Metroid series. That would be and that would be interesting. eventually have a crossover. That is something called Metroidvania. <laughs> I mean, it, it could happen. It could happen. It'd be That'd fun. be interesting. Oh, the bug! I was like, "What are you looking at?" Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> it's been like the summer months, so you yeah. open your window for like two seconds, and they're like, "We're in this bitch." Yeah. So, fucking hate the summer. <laughs> but yeah, no, the show is really good. It's in total now with season four. It's it's thirty two episodes. So I say, do yourself a favor. Just just watch it. Just watch it bad. all the way through. Because if you're like me and you waited for your season to come out, that wait was so painful. You'd just be like, come on, let me get the next one. Every time they announced a new season, I was like, oh, yeah, that show. I mean, even though you have to catch up on it, yeah. it's not like you have a lot to oh, catch yeah. up on. Like, the series is, yeah. is 32 and, episodes. And a good chunk of it is rewatch. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think I showed you, like, the first season, which is, like, yeah. four episodes. And I watched a little bit of the second season. Yeah. But I didn't finish it. it it's it's good, bro. It's it's a good series. They did a great job handling uh, that, that, that world. Uh, satisfied all around. Can't wait to see what kind of spinoffs they do. There's a lot of directions they can take the story. Uh, the last fight was dope. The last fight was dope. Uh, spoilers. Well, no, I'm not going to spoil it for you because I want you to watch it. Okay. So never mind. I won't say anything about that. I just I just wanted to let the people know. Loved it. Was super hyped for it. It delivered on all levels. Castlevania was was definitely... Uh, I said it. I put it on... I, I put a little post on Facebook, but I give it gave it the series as a whole a 9.5 out of 10. Damn. It is damn near perfect. A horse out of horse. Horse out of horse. And I'm like, this, they did it. Uh, if they have like a Blu-ray release of the complete series, I will definitely buy it just for the sake of having it. It's it's It was good. It was damn good. Bravo. It's, Bravo it's, to Castlevania. It, it's always those shows that just, here's not a lot of episodes. Here's a story. We're done. Mm-hmm. Those are always like... Which really, mm. that you know, that was the thing that made me rethink when I was writing art. I was telling you about it. Yeah. Another random tale. Because I was like, a lot of my favorite stories aren't that long. Like yeah. I said, Yu Yu Hakusho, 112 episodes. Dorara, like 60-something episodes. Like, shit like that. So I'm just like, like... Gravity Falls, like 50 episodes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, it really made me rethink. Not that long-form series are bad. That That's not what we're saying. We talk about yeah. Naruto a lot on this bitch, too. Oh, yeah. JoJo's in, is getting into the hundreds. But, I mean, I guess if you episode at them by part, yeah. they're short, too. But you, you, get the, you get the vibes. Like... Don't be afraid if your series is too. Sh- if you feel yeah. like your series is too short, it's probably not too short. It's probably just 
the idea that you think you need to have 3,000 episodes to be good. You don't need to. Your story should be as long as you feel like it needs to be. Exactly. You know what? Actually, speaking of, um, uh, like, 100 episodes and stuff, I'm pretty sure either the next episode or the one or the one that just came out this weekend was My Hero's 100th episode. No, not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Okay. The, I think the episode that came out was 96. Okay. Oh, yeah. Too. They're coming up on it. They're coming up on it. I thought I read something. Because I was, I was counting it, and I was just like... If episode 100 is the episode I think it's going to be, that's cool that it's their episode 100. Okay, because I, I just saw something on Twitter. Because every, every round's been two episodes. Yeah. I don't know if they'll make Bakugos fight two episodes. It might be one episode just because of what happens in it. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Still a great... It's a fucking hype-ass round. It's a great fucking round. No. <laughs> Why did it lock me out of Hulu? Hold on. I wanted to check what episode it was. <laughs> okay, okay. It, it, lo- it automatically put me back in. I just wanted to check how many episodes it was. Also, you need to watch Dragon Quest Avengers to Die. It's really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, 96. Okay. So oh, okay. Yeah, I just saw on Twitter. It's two episodes. It'll be 97, 98. And I'm assuming match five is going to be three episodes. So, oh. 99, 100. Oh, fuck. And then 101 will conclude that round. Okay. So, I'm thinking they're doing that on purpose. So, that episode 100 is that big, like, Oh, <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, I've heard, I've heard mainly positive things about this arc so far, but I have heard a lot of people saying like this arc is boring. I'm just like, you missing out, bro. Yeah, dude. So the the, the character development aside, which is amazing. The yeah. character development has been. Great. You all these characters are the ones that you haven't seen been improving. Like we've we've seen, especially a lot of the characters that were highlighted in uh, the overhaul art. Mm-hmm. Like we don't see that. Like there's like Kirishima. More, he was taken out for more than a reason of them needed to take him out. They're just like we know he's good, and he got to shine, and he needs to learn learn a lesson. Yeah. He needed to learn like you are probably like the powerhouse of the team. Yeah. So you need to isolate other members of the enemy team and you need to figure out a way to do that yeah. or they're going to do it to exactly you. so that's why i'm liking this is like all these characters that we haven't seen like in you're, a whole you're season learning. you're like oh this is what you've been doing like and win or lose everyone gains something from those matches yeah and that's why i really like the arc because it was an arc where like everyone gets a little bit of shine yeah and, and it's it's cool. This most recent episode too, like they all came out with like this is something new I've been working on. The this boys was new in I've been town, on. nigga. Like the man. boys was in town. Like uh, <laughs> fucking Shoji when he like fucking his arms went into bunches. Of the and arms, he was doing and the fucking oda oda. Oh, I, was, oh. I was like everyone did the damn thing. Even uh, homeboy with the tail. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, Ojiro. he's so normal, and he oh. fucking tail whipped and flexed out of the fucking ground. Yeah. I Dude, was like, Ojiro's like one of my favorites. Just, they are not playing. Like they really worked for them. And I think he did a, like he was he said something about how he learned some new like fighting styles or something. Like mm-hmm. I don't remember. I just he looked cool. I liked it. He did the damn thing. But I think we can all agree that the MVPs were my boy Ida. Mm-hmm. He flexed. Mudman did the damn thing and, and Tetsu. Tetsu Tetsu. Tetsu Tetsu. Hot Tetsu. Those were definitely like the three who were fucking out there yeah. doing the most. Like, Todoroki was just fucking, like, let me just turn up the heat more. And he's like, Because Todoroki still has a character arc he needs to get through. Yeah. Which is like, you My know, <laughs> he doesn't have to forgive his father, but he needs to understand he, he should listen to his dad about his powers. His powers, <laughs> because 
he he had a little mini prominence burn going on. Mm-hmm. Like even Tetsu is just like, fuck, this shit is getting real hot. Like, like that's why I really like the line where uh, Todoroki was like, any more of this, you'll be walking away with more than a burn. And he's just like, well, if I'm gonna back down during training, like, what's the point well, of that? Yeah. This is training. Like, it's not gonna be like easy like, peasy out like, there. Like, we gotta think of a real fight. Like, yeah. No, they. It was it was intense. Eat a fucking kicked Mudman in the back <laughs> of the head. Fuck. <laughs> I told you I won't miss next Dude, time. when Ida, the previous episode, was just like, let me just rip out my, my fucking, fucking mufflers. Oh, like, yeah. Dude, I was waiting. I was waiting. See, I'm, I'm the type of manga reader that's not a big spoily boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was just I was just waiting. I was like, dude, some of you niggas, I heard you niggas talking shit about Ida. And I was just like... I don't know, man. <laughs> Y'all ain't seen this nigga take his mufflers out yet. <laughs> that boy. He's really, like, uh, earning the name NGM. Yeah, and- no, I, I I agree, especially with how he was handling the... Because it was like, yeah, it's a fight. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, this team versus this team, but it's a training exercise as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love the fact that, like, I'm hoping for in the future of my hero, you're going to see these... Uh, team up, team up battles as them as pros, where it's like Ida and Mudman, or maybe like like Ingenium and Mudman are on a field. There's a bunch of villains attacking civilians. Mudman goes and like sticks all the uh, villains, and Ingenium just grabs all the civilians. It like gets yeah, gets out because like, he was he was saving the team. Yeah, like when uh right at the end when Mudman softened that like that tower mm-hmm. and fucking Tetsu Tetsu fucking headbutted it. Ida at the end like tossed Todoroki forward so he wouldn't get trapped under with him. Yeah, like, but his injuries before from the little screw twisty dude yeah. like oh, prevented dude. him from getting. I out. liked his power. It was cool. It was yeah. cool. It was like the perfect offense and defense. Yeah, no, it kind of helped me out too because I was trying to work on um, uh, a hero in uh, Aquabug. He's called the Human Top. Mm-hmm. So essentially, he has like blades on the sides of his arms, and he's like that. He just spins. Oh, okay. But okay. he, I like how this character has it like on his limbs. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to like think about like, is if I want him to fly, is he gonna be is human top gonna be perpetually spinning or like? So it's oh. making me think more about like how like I'm how to you're hit. gonna do those kind of things. Yeah. So I'm liking it. And yeah. I gotta say, one thing that I'm really liking in this arc is I noticed in the last episode when Tetsu Tetsu was just like, I know they said it was a draw, but like you won the fight. Mm-hmm. Like he, he like, respected them. There's a lot of good sportsmanship here, and I feel like low key, like Vlad and uh, um, fucking um, wow, eraser, eraser, yeah. How they, you forget my I was boy. trying to say his name, name. Oh, his actual name, Izawa. I, yeah. Um, like uh, I feel like it's kind of like a training where it's just like, all right, it's class one A versus one B, but like also, guys, learn each other. Learn so, each other. But also, got- Vlad is a very uh, impartial uh. announcer. <laughs> it's good comedy. Yeah, it is. It is. It the is, it first is. couple times, I was like, "Ha And then, like during the second and uh, second fight, I was just like, "All right, man, we get the joke." And then the third fight, I was like, huh, "It's funny again." <laughs> yeah, he, he he will not stop. He's like, I want the W. I want the fucking W. Midnight's like, "Oh my god, the fucking kids, the the smell of youth." It's like Midnight's, like, might guy, but instead of getting, like, hyped to fight when they see youth getting all strong, yeah. she gets fucking horny. Yeah. Like, like it's 
It's like, oh my god, I love to see kids. Which is weird, Midnight. Yeah. Which is weird, Midnight. It is weird. Midnight, it's odd. But we still love you, Midnight. I lo- I, oh. Just don't touch the kids. So, I've been... I, I don't ship my hero until this arc. Because when characters walked up and Mina was like, All Night and Midnight, are they dating? I was like, God, they would be so cute, though. That would be adorable. <laughs> so now I'm like, I'm, I'm all for... Um, I call it all that's, night. I, 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 <laughs> God damn it. But <laughs> that's really good. Um, as long, I'm, I'm okay with almost any ship in my era. As long as you not ship it. Bakugo with Uraraka. No. Look, bro. I'm going to tell y'all this right now. They got respect. That ship is stupid. That's it. That ship <laughs> is stupid. They've interacted with each other like one fucking time. That ship is stupid. And yeah, it's I, like, and, and I don't like, I don't like. Look, I'm sorry, I'm about no, to go yeah, off yeah. real quick. Yeah, go. <laughs> I don't like being mean. <laughs> like, live your truth. If I disagree with you about like your ships, it's okay. They're just ships. But I fucking hate this ship. I yeah. fucking hate it. There's no reason for it to exist. They don't interact with each other. They don't talk to each other. They have no fucking chemistry with each other. I don't understand. But to fight at the sports festival. I'm sorry, the fight where you mean Uraraka was thinking, how can I be more like Deku? How can I put in more effort like Deku? I want to be a good hero in coming like Deku. She wasn't thinking about Bakugo during that fight. And then on the other side, it's just like, well, Bakugo showed respect to Uraraka. And I'm like, I'm sorry, is respecting women Women just the standard now? Like, oh, we respect women? They must want to fuck. Maybe he just respected her for her effort in trying to beat him. Even though she knew he knew she probably didn't stand a chance yeah she knew she probably didn't stand he was a like chance. this is the point of this thing like this is she look everyone's looking at her everyone's like oh this girl doesn't give up let's did write they her interact down. again no i think they've talked one more time in the manga hmm. or at least like mentioned one another in the manga. like they don't fucking interact that's like if people are like yeah bro i totally ship sasuke with hinato what no <laughs> like <laughs> like that's how I feel about it. I'm like, this shit is dumb. This shit is stupid. The ship is dumb. I fucking hate it. Stop shipping them. Stop it. I ship Bakugo and Deku before I ship Bakugo yeah. and Ura. No, I would though. I wouldn't even be shocked. <laughs> like, I wouldn't even be like Yeah. I wouldn't be like what? I'd be like, mm, yeah. I feel like if Bakugo <laughs> is to be shipped with anyone, even though they don't communicate a lot, they communicate enough and it, it's Jiro. Yeah. Yeah. But she's Kaminari's. <laughs> I mean, she might be she Momo's. Might be, she might be Momo's, true. She might be Momo's. But I, th- somebody was showing some uh, light novel lines. Mm. She might be Momo's, bro. I dig it. We don't know yet. I but dig she it. she might be Momo's. <laughs> I dig it. No, I, that they've been like hand in hand like the whole show. Oh, the entire show, yeah. I feel like there would be a nice little love triangle between... Um, uh, like a little love square, because I feel like both Ida and Shoto... Have a well, no, not Shoto. He just respects Momo. He does respect. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he hasn't really shown an attraction. And, and you know what? I'm actually gonna take off Ida because uh, shame on me. I'm only res- like semi shipping them because they're both the smart kids. Ida's Mister Respect Your Girl. Yeah. <laughs> but um. <laughs> but yeah, like, see, these are actually debatable and possible ships not yeah. bakugo and uraraka i'm sorry yeah. that ship is disgusting not deku and bakugo's mom that's weird y'all niggas is we- you know what we're not talking about my hero you <laughs> such a sexy good 
be like making you feel like like you a piece of dirt to be a My Hero oh. fan because of this bullshit. Oh. I hate y'all. <laughs> um, moving on from My Hero because next week we got the Bakugo fight. We gonna see what go down. Oh. Um, but moving on from that, I want to talk about a little quick six episode anime I watched the other day. Uh, Yasuke. Uh, Yasuke was the anime series that people are excited about uh, based on the uh, actual historical black samurai known as Yasuke. Mm -hmm. And it took me a minute before I got to it, but I finally got to it. Very mixed opinions from people before I watched it. I saw a lot of people didn't like the show. They didn't like the mech and magic stuff that was going on into it. It's not an historically accurate show. I'm going to say that right now. And for the most part, I think the reason why a lot of people were put off by it was because it wasn't a story. They expected like this historically accurate story about Yasuke, kind of like a document or like depiction of like his actual life. Which would have been nice. Which would have been cool. I Don't understand. Don't get me wrong. I 100% agree with that. And I, and I understand being disappointed that that's not what it was when that's what you were expecting it to be. Perfectly fine perfectly understandable to be like oh i wanted this but oh well you know but i watched all six episodes i watched them all in one sitting i was like you know watching actively paying attention like it wasn't that bad was it great no but but it, it was not bad like i've seen people say like it was fucking awful it's like this is one of the worst animes i've ever seen i'm just like Y'all throw that term around so fucking loosely of like, this is the worst anime I've ever seen. Like, that's, su that's such a bullshit thing to say. There's so many like actual bad, bad fucking anime. Yeah. Just like really bad anime. Hey, Dark really cats. <laughs> Look that one up. Shit. Uh, Sword Art Online, uh, the second half of season one in Gun Gale is awful. It's fucking awful. Uh, I hear, uh, I think it's called Alterization. I hear that's when it starts getting like really good again. I'd have to watch again. I, the first, the first half of season one wasn't bad. When they, when they, when they get the elf shit, that that was awful. The the elf thing, but like actual like the first part where they're in Sword Art Online, the anime rushes that story from the first novel because there's a lot more that goes. I've read the first light novel. There's a okay. lot more that goes on in that, and they rush it because it's twelve episodes. Like. It's like halfway through the book, Kirito, Kirito and Asuna like really get together, but I think in the anime it's like episode four mm. <laughs> out of 12 of that part. So it's just like, it feels like it's going by really fast. Okay. But um, it's not bad. Elfheim is fucking awful. It was disgusting. Uh, he's not really my brother. He's actually my cousin, but I want to fuck him. I was like, what is this? What is this plot? <laughs> They're like, I hate it. I fucking mm. hate it. Gungale, the, the female character that was involved in that with Kirito, she had like some kind of character arc she needed to get through. Instead of fully being able to get through that character arc by herself, Kirito, Kirito needed to play hero again at the end. And I was like, oh my God, let people solve their own problems. And I hear Alterization does a lot of that. So <laughs> I'll have to give it a watch. I'll have to give it a watch. But um, like I said, there's, there's so many bad anime out there, guys. Uh, there's one anime. If I had to recommend the worst anime I've ever seen, uh, Tokyo Majin. It's on Hulu. It's not good. How long is it? It's like 26 episodes, and oh, the ending makes no fucking wow, sense. 26. That's a lot of bad. It's 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 like 
It starts off know. like this is all right, and you're kind of waiting for it to like maybe get better, and then like you finish the first half because it's split, and the second half is like another the next like part of it over like the next arc. So it's like okay, maybe you know that was the beginning is all right for a start. Maybe the second half it'll get better. Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> like they set up for something kind of interesting, and then I'm just like. They're not explaining anything that's happening. <laughs> then the last episode, I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I didn't even finish it. I was like, what? <laughs> this is stupid. It is definitely like the worst anime I've ever seen in my life. But we, what we not going to do is say like six or seven out of 10 animes are fucking awful. Six or a seven out of 10 is I. That's I. Once you hit like five, yeah, and like four, you kind of get in the bad territory. Three, two, one, awful. Let me let, like let's say it like this: <laughs> if if the rating can have you at least pass a high school class, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. You can pass with a D. You can pass with a D. That's like a six. Yeah, like I'm saying, that's like a six. Exactly. Yasuke, uh, I give like a seven. Okay. It's barely hitting a seven for me, but it's a seven. Okay. There's a lot of good things I like about it. I like the characters. Also, one thing I noted too, like even if people weren't mad about the historical not being historically accurate in itself, they're like, okay, whatever. There's a lot of things people were like picking at, which in some points I can understand and in some points I don't. Like a lot of people I heard were saying like, because um, pretty much the plot of it is Yasuke, you know, used to be like, the best like little person servant under Nobunaga. He was honored and respected. Him and Nobunaga were really cool. Big war thing happens. Nobunaga, you know, it's like okay, it's over. Like, kill me, Yasuke. You know, he does the honorable samurai kind of death, and Yasuke kills him. It's twenty years later. Yasuke is like this dude who's like just like um a boatsman mm. in this little town or this little village, and he just does his job. Gets drunk, drinks at the bar, goes to sleep, have nightmares about his past. He's not trying to think about fighting. The plot is that pretty much he has to deliver this little girl to a certain person because she's exhibiting these weird special powers, but it's making her sick as well. And so the main characters are Yasuke and this girl, Saki. Uh, people are like, it focused more on the girl than it did on Yasuke. After watching all six episodes, no, it didn't. It focused on both of them pretty equally. And it, the plot of Yasuke is very predictable. That's why I'm like, it's I. But they handled it well enough, especially once you get to the end. Okay. Because Yasuke is this dude. He He's he's now sitting in this life. He's an older he's an older dude. He, he, you know, he just does his little boastman job, gets drunk, has nightmares about his past in Nobunaga, other people, like a love interest and shit. Like a lot of shit went down in his past. And he is running from it. He's not really facing it or trying to move on. So he has those kind of issues. And Saki is kind of like this, you know, she's, she's a young girl. She doesn't really know how to control her powers. She's kind of like this new hope for the world due to shit that, uh, the villain is doing. Who's calling me? Oh, never mind. That's something else. But, um, they, they learn from each other, like through like the six episodes, like they become better people. Yasuke is able to, Faces past, move on, grow from it, and Saki's able to grow because she has someone to trust and believe in, which is Yasuke. 
and they're able to team up and beat the the enemy at the oh, end. Oh, this very, is the Last of Us. Yes, it's very Last okay. of Us. Okay. Except they don't really have like I wouldn't say they have like a strong father daughter. Yeah, bond. no, I'm just making it. <laughs> but 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 <laughs> yeah. but it is kind of like that dynamic. Like they become better people. Like you know how Joel's yeah. kind of been hardened. Yeah. Like Yasuke's kind of been like hardened, and he's going through this turmoil that he can't get himself out of and it's because of Saki that he's able to get out of it and Saki's able to believe in herself and fully control her powers it is kind of like I was going to initially make that joke I was going to make that joke uh, at first when you said covering both of them because I was going to say like well like you know the first Last of Us game is Joel's story but it Mm -hmm. does have a lot of focus on Ellie yeah it's like because you know she's uh, it's I like to say stories like that it's it's like you're it's about the other character but you're watching it through the main characters yeah 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 yeah. that's what it is yeah and so like from that aspect i can understand why people are like it focuses on the girl more but it focuses on both of them pretty equally you get a lot of like flashback stuff with yasuke's like past Mm -hmm. before these events like back when he was like a slave and how nobunaga first met him and how he was interested in him why does she why does she keep calling me is he your girl yeah i don't know what's happening um, Are you missing the calls? Yeah, yeah, give me a second. Beep. We're back. Okay, yeah, fa- false alarm. She she did pay attention to the initial message I sent her because we'll usually be recording for, you know, like hours. So I'll tell her before we start, like, hey, I'm recording. Just letting you know. Uh, that's why I'm not looking at my phone. But um, I guess she didn't see that. So she was like, where you been? <laughs> <laughs> like, she, was, she sent me like a shit ton of memes. We just sent each other memes back and forth. So she was like, where have you been? And I was like, oh, you didn't see that I told you that I was recording. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, y- Yasuke wasn't bad, bro. It's it's a 7 out of 10 for me. It was cool. Um, Flying Lotus did the music. Oh, okay. Amazing. Uh, Flying Lotus and Thundercat do the opening song. Okay. Banger. So good. Loved it. Uh, so, excuse me. So regardless of like you know people liking the show or not, people love the music because of Flying Lotus and Thundercat. Yeah, is but that yeah. a good p- point of? Uh, is that kind of what gives it the score a little higher a bit? Um, yeah, that's part of it, I guess. But like the story itself, I'd still give it like a, a seven. Like the overall okay. was cool. Studio Mappa uh, did the animation for it. Uh, same people who did uh, Jujutsu Kaisen watched Jujutsu Kaisen Ryan. Ah, um, and yes. uh, Attack on Titan season four. Uh, that they've been working on that too, so uh, animation was clean. The fight scenes were pretty good. They got better every episode. I'll, I will say that they they kind of start off okay. Uh, the last fight I, I thought was pretty dope, and the fight that happens in episode five I thought was pretty dope. I was like, oh okay, this is cool. This is not bad. I'm like okay, I like okay. it. Okay. And they leave room open so that there could be another season if they wanted to do it, because Yasuke's gotten past like you know like uh, the shit that happened to him in his oh. in the past. But like now that he's moved on from that, he's kind of like you know wandering and traveling. So it's, so it could be like an anthology series. An antho- kind of. Like he could have like adventures around Japan or do stuff. They could they could work with it. There's yeah. stuff that they could. I, do. I do love stories like that. That's why I liked Red versus Blue. Because mm-hmm. like even though it was like a story that all followed each other, it's like they always end with, with like yeah, there's more out there, but like they're just back at Blood Gulch. Yeah. Like at least the beginning. And like <laughs> even if they don't do Moriyasuke, it it ends to a point where you just you could be satisfied. That's yeah. just it. Exactly. But so if they if they wanted to do more, they definitely could. So we'll see. We'll see. But it was all right. I recommend it. 
I recommend it. It's definitely like one of those series that you're just like, this was cool. It is six episodes, so it's not like a big waste of time. So watching it all together is like a little less than three hours. So that that's Yasuke. Um, last thing we'll talk about for the animation is uh, since we both finished it, so we'll we'll give a bit of overall thought before we move in on uh, move on with things because we're we're about an hour in now. But this episode thick. Yeah, we're about. <laughs> I, I really like this show. It. It, one of my favorite things is how watching it made me feel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it was a good show. It was a good. That's show. right, baby. We talk about Invincible. Oh. Well. Uh, Invincible ended a few weeks ago. Season one ended a few weeks ago, but uh, Ryan had just recently finished it because Ryan procrastinates. I'm like, I, we're doing it this episode. But I was okay. like, bro, I was like, bro, finish it. I remember I was watching the last episode of season one. And I was watching like that, just like that first 25 oh. fucking brutal minutes. Oh, And I was like, fuck. holy fuck, Ryan, finish Invincible. Dude. Jesus so, Christ. Fuck, man. Can I just say something that I thought of when it happened? Go for it. And then more of what... Okay, so when the fucking Mahler twins were first fucking around with like, like in the schematics, so I was like, what are they building? And then they grabbed a shovel. They're like, get the shovel. And I was like... For some reason, I was like, "Why did a Why did a guy named Immortal die?" Oh. And I was like, <laughs> I was sitting there, I was like, "Huh?" And then when they brought him back, I was like, "Oh shit!" And then I thought about the names of the characters, mm-hmm. and just the fact that like, what, was there an end credit scene? Did I miss an end credit scene? I don't think there was. No, there wasn't. An end cool, because I stopped. I waited cre- to. I waited to. I see. stopped the credits and started doing like playing Minecraft. And was like, wait. No, there nah. wasn't an end credit scene. They, the season just ends. When they're in the lab and like one of the things they're doing is fixing Immortal, I was just like, right when I first thought of that, I was just like, Immortal, Invincible. What if there's like a new like, like what if they're like Immortal kind of like trains Invincible? Oh, that could happen because Immortal's not strong enough to beat yeah. Omni-Man. Yeah. But Mark has the potential to be. He just yeah. has Mark has zero fucking hands. Uh, first of all, they should call Invincible folded because <laughs> Mark spends fucking what is it eight episodes? Yeah, getting absolutely fucking wrecked, scrambled like an egg, folded like an omelet, beaten to fucking like bro, go to the fucking gym, like <laughs> bro. Omni he Omni Man won that fight. Oh, easily. And it, the thing that just, I'm just like, oh, of course, is like, you know, cried and flew off. I'm just like, you don't want to do this, but you have to. Like, like <laughs> he, I feel like deep down, like, I deep down, well, for the majority of him, most of him yeah. doesn't give a fuck. He's yeah. just like, yeah, fuck Earth, fuck humans. Look at these primitive yeah. little roaches. Yeah. He called his wife a fucking pet. I know, that pissed me off. She's more of a pet to me. <laughs> like, oh. fuck! But the, what pissed me off is, like, this dumbass... Like, Mark was just kind of like, okay, like, I, I'm hearing you. Like, you can tell he was, like, he hearing was, him he out. Was li- and then when he said that, that Mark was like, nope, nah, bro. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking, what? My mom's a what? <laughs> oh, man. Bro, yeah, but no, uh, th- deep down, deep down in his heart, there's, like, that piece of him that, that got attached. Yeah. And that's why he stopped. 
there's that and it does the flashback to the little baseball game yeah that shit was so good yeah though this episode that season finale was so good not only for the action but just that emotional impact yeah because just flat him beating the fuck out of mark on that mountainside and then just flashing back to that game it it's and the the actual happiness he had felt it's crazy that like a guy like this super powered being from a different planet that lives hundreds or thousands of years like how long did he say like thousands or i think they say i think he said they can live thousands of years yeah they can live a long fucking time. yeah and this guy spent like 20 years on earth and became a little bit human yeah but the scene where he's just like, what's 17 more years? Dude, oh, I, never, I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, he's ruthless. The shit he was talking. Why'd you make me do this? Yeah, like, yeah why'd you, you make me do this? <laughs> the whole time when he would like, oh, what, like, especially, like, I, I was like, I was kind of like, oh, maybe there's a reason the whole time about Omni-Man. I called it. No, like. <laughs> fucking I, called it. I, I felt like the wife. My, my my emotional thing there was just like you know like I, I, I saw it I know it happened and like fuck this guy and something's up but like uh, like everybody was just why like mm-hmm. Cecil was why the wife uh, was why everybody was like why. They, they knew but they wanted to know yeah. why he did it yeah and when because they wanted to believe there was a good reason yeah and, but it was when he confronted Damien Darkblood and it was just like you're harassing my wife and he's just like hmm uh, I love the line which is like wife suspects how long till sun? And he's uh, just like, fuck you, Dark Blood. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, dude, poor Dark Blood. He got oh, sent man. back to hell. Uh, That's where you were like, dude, I really like Dark Blood. I was like, oop. <laughs> no, I said that after. Oh, uh, dude, I, you said, did? I said that after. Okay. I, saw I was like, I really like him. Like, he's a I, cool character. I, it was the next morning after I saw that episode where he got sent back. Yeah. No, but it, it was, I, I fucking called it. I was like, what if the... Because when it goes to the first episode and he's talking about the... the Viltrumites, mm-hmm. how like, and they go from planet to planet, you know, I didn't protecting really them. For one minute. And then, like, at the end of episode one, where that scene happens, where he yeah. fucking murders the Guardians of the Globe, I was like, what if they just occupy planets and get them ready for invasion? Yeah. That's what it kind of felt like, but like, that's what I he was like, when, like, with uh, Alvin the Alien, is that his name? Yeah. Like or Alan the alien. Yeah. Uh, Dude, when I he was it. like, yeah, just go up and you know, beat him up, tell him to go away. I've been doing that for years, <laughs> and it and it's worked because he's been going to the wrong fucking planet, which has been working at Omni Man's advantage. Yeah. And it's just like, holy shit. So when 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 he finally revealed it, I was like, I fucking knew it. These fucking murderers, they're just violent conquesters. Yeah. And he was just getting Earth ready. He was like, Mark, come on, man, you're you're built for my bro. You not like these You're fucking humans. Mark, save that nigga from the jet. His <laughs> dead just fucking... <laughs> he saved <No>. my life. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say, dude? He's like, don't waste your time or something and like that. And then he's like, like, now where's that other one? Like, <sighs> like, Jesus, dude, calm down. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to what? what's his name? The fucking white dude with the fucked up... Cecil. Cecil. Dude, Shout Cecil? out to I Cecil. I love Cecil. Bro, the scene where he's just teleporting around, yeah. I was like, this is so intense. Because you know, even though he's he's avoiding him, he's yeah. fucking scared shitless. He's oh, like, man. if this man even taps me, yeah. it's fucking He's Because he's always sweating when he like, comes <laughs> up. He's like, because it's so close. No, <laughs> Like, I, it's fucking done if he even touches me. When I first met Cecil, 
my first instinct in all these kind of superhero shows is fuck you government guy mm-hmm. like i know you're on our side but fuck you yeah and then it's like he's keep being like that and then like i was like you're kind of cool though I feel like Cecil got hardened to be that way. Yeah. He kind of has to be that yeah. person in that, that job. It was, it was a line where she was like, this is why I hate you. And he was like, so, he's like, so do I. Like, Yeah, really? like, <laughs> like he understands, but it's like, it's it's my job. It's yeah. what I have to do. Fucking R.I.P. R.I.P. Bobby Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I loved him. When he, just like, oh. he was a fucking real one. Yeah, he, he did he it went for the out. team. I was so fucking scared for William. When Honey Man was on his fucking car, like, oh, yeah. where's Mark? Oh, yeah, no, I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, yo, bro, he ain't even do nothing. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> his boyfriend, a cyborg man. Come on, bro. Don't, don't fucking do this. Um, I saw, like, I, I do got to say a little bit of fuck Cecil is when he got to tech and all that, and he unleashed those dead soldiers. I, no. Mm, no, I agree. But that, yeah. that's what I'm going with. Like, still, Cecil's that character. It's like, yeah. he knows. And he fucking hates himself for it. But, like, it's his job. He like, ain't seen that boyfriend again. Like, this he is ain't what, seen Flash Gordon again. Like, never again. Like, this is, this is just what he has to do. Like, this is it's like this is what I got to do. Like, when they release that big-ass monster, Mark's only fucking W was tying up that fucking monster. Oh, it fuck. would have beaten Omni Man too. That's the thing. Like, I, I feel like Omni Man might have still been able because Omni Man beat out. it before, but yeah. it would have took so much out of him. He was, he was about to get eaten, so he would have had to escape, mm-hmm. kind of win. But um, yeah, Bro. dude, that that shit was intense. Um, how do you feel about Robot? He's an interesting character because yeah. I thought he was gonna be more nefarious than what it actually turned out yeah. to be. It's like, oh, he's only doing this because he wants a robot. I was like. Because at first I was like, what the fuck, bro? I was like, are they going to clone the Guardians of the Globe? That's, that's what my thought was at first. But then it was like, he just wanted to short. clone himself. Yeah. yeah. It was, it went, my mind went from Guardians of the Globe to um, another Invincible. That'd be something. Because there's some, what, there was a scene where they had, they took They his were testing blood. his blood. Because they were seeing what could, like, hurt him, right? Hurt it. Yeah. And they were like, fuck, Mark's our only help. Mark's, like, yeah. the only one that can stop him at this. But Mark. Ain't got no fucking hands. Yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, before we get to like the main thing I want to talk about, before we move on, like the the main thing about this fucking season, um, you already know what I'm gonna bring up. But I just want to say shout out to Mark in that last episode. My man's was getting his shit pushed in, and he never surrendered. Yeah. Like, like I clowned him the whole show for getting folded, but there are some moments where I'm just like, this nigga did not quit, like ever. He yeah. never was just like, fuck, I'm scared. I need to leave. Like, he always stayed and fought his hardest. Like, when Battle Beast almost fucking killed him, like, Man. like fuck. And then when his oh, dad dude. was just dragging him at the end, and he was just like, quit. And he's like, oh, stop you. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's fucking yeah. funny. Uh, I'll never eat Subway again. <laughs> <laughs> and I want, the thing I wanted to bring up was... The part where the building's falling and he's like holding on to the oh, daughter and the mom. Like, dude. he didn't. That shit was heartbreaking. Yeah. And Omni Man had the nerve to be like, this is your fault. This yeah. is like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> his fault. Bro. Like, he was trying his fucking hardest to keep I people know. safe. He was trying his hardest to stop his dad and keep people safe. He yeah. was like, being like the realest hero you could possibly Exactly. Be. He, he is now. He. Un- 
like because of that situation, he is now taken Omni Man's place in to as to Earth. Like, yeah, like like he 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 put his life on the line. This for is him. now a giant responsibility because he was trying to get out of the game. He got that Moomin Rider heart. Yeah, <laughs> from One Punch Man. Oh. Like like ain't winning no fights, but he he ain't running like no bitch. He he gonna pull up. <laughs> so hopefully Mark get a little training, but it does put it. Uh, it does put the the title of the show into perspective. Yeah, uh, being that it's invincible, but everyone's like, "Why is it even called that?" Because it's supposed to show you that we're not invincible. Yeah, we're not. No one is. Like that's the point of it. That's why this nigga's always getting beat up. Like bad. because he's not invincible. It's real. It's it's gritty, and that's why I like it. Because I'm not just super into gore for gore's sake. If you are, that's cool. But there's, like, meaning behind it. There's impact yeah. behind all that violence. It's to show you, like, this is real. Like, like if you're going into this, you're going into this. Yeah. That's what's, uh... It, it's really incredible how they do it, too. Because it's not over the top. It's like, fuck! But it's not, like, there just to it's, be a lot of gore. It's not Mortal Kombat blood. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, Mortal Kombat, if you like, if you want to be violent like that, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Because that's what Mortal Kombat is. You know what I I really liked about this first season? Hmm. Is a lot of it was origin stories for future situations. Yeah. Like, um, the those fucking aliens that were on Mars. On Mars. Um, uh, Battle Beast is probably going to come back. Cause, yeah. Because oh, yeah. no one beat that nigga. He yeah. just... He was like, "Man, y'all suck. I'm going he's, home." He's gonna show show up for a rematch of Invi- for against Invincible when he hears that he's better now. My That's nigga, what he's going my nigga saying, "Y'all niggas suck. I'm yeah. going home." I loved it. <laughs> um, my my favorite one in my favorite setup in, was in that part when um the episode where he's helping Titan. Oh, and I was just like, I was just like, there is something off, like. And but, now Titans running shit. Yeah. How is uh, it? Ho- Jose was telling me in the comics he doesn't have that big of a part. They like added more to him, like his family and his background. Oh really? They like they like flushed him out as a character. That's cool. Um, one thing that they changed too is the, the race of a character, which I think is fine because the character wasn't that interesting, I guess, in the comics. But we gonna talk about something. You know, you was talking about you know the shit you like. Let me tell you about that shit I didn't like. Amber, oh. that's that shit I don't like. <laughs> oh, now, wow. look, I'm going to say this before I get into it, because I'm going to be fair. I do not dislike Amber because she is a woman. I do not dislike Amber because she is black. When Amber first showed up on screen, I was like, oh, cool, a black girl. <laughs> and she's going to be a love interest. Oh, my God. And she has a character. Oh, my. F- like, this is great. Yeah. Like, like she was actually a fucking person. It wasn't just like, oh, it's a black girl. They didn't even bring up the fact that she was a black girl. Like, it was just like, Amber is Amber. Here's why I had an issue with Amber, right? I understand prior to episode seven why Amber was upset. I got it. Yeah. You know, Mark was flaky. Yeah. Because he didn't reveal his identity to her, of course. So he would go off and do fights. He'd be late for dates. He would blow dates off. He tried to make it up, this and that, and he was doing it consistently. He Every didn't have good superhero. He didn't have good excuses for it. And yeah. you can blame Mark for being a bad boyfriend, because at the end of the day, Mark was kind of a bad boyfriend. He yeah. couldn't balance his hero life with his real life. And maybe he should have reconsidered this relationship beforehand. I completely agree with that, too, especially yeah. thinking about it in retrospective. 
Mark is not a perfect boyfriend. My, I understand that. I was totally on her side. My my uh, only uh, defence in Mark is like we're we're all teenagers, you know, like it, Yeah, it's, yeah. It's He's not it's it not real. like Mark was like twenty seven. Yeah. Like, he, he was, like, what, 16, 17? He's it's 17. Just, he yeah. just wants to fight crime. And, and, and this and is what he's always wanted to do, of course. Yeah. kiss a girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever teenage boy wants to do. So, yeah, you can have that in his defense. But I perp- I do agree that Mark Mark did fuck up. Yeah. Regardless of anything at the end of the day. Mark, Mark could have done better. There was a point in the show where I was like, you should have told her by now, dude. Yeah. Like, I get why he Tw- didn't. I totally get why he didn't. I, I do, too. Like Of the his, circumstance. In his defense, though, they had only been dating for a few months. Yeah. I feel like if... And also, his defense, too. If the Guardians of the Globe hadn't been killed and Omni-Man been attacked... Mm-hmm. Like, like if if I was dating a girl in a couple months and I felt like I could trust her, like, just because it was the first girl. Like, mm-hmm. it's superhero story. The first girl mm-hmm. always finds out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... If, like, I knew that, like, my dad was involved and, like, people were dying, like, I, I wouldn't, I, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, tell I mean, anybody either. Tell too. Like, yeah. the whole point is to keep you safe. That's the whole point of a secret identity. So, what it's like, she's like, I knew. I was just waiting for you to tell me. Wait, wait. Let, I'm going to get oh, to that. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Okay, my bad. Because that's where she had me fucked up. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I, I totally agree with her. Even in episode six, as frustrated as I was for Mark, when he went to... You know, we'll off to fight the cyborg and Amber was like, You fucking ran. Fuck you, dude. Like fuck da, 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 it's over. Like what the fuck? You ran away, even though, you know, he was out there defending. Like, at that point we're just like, Well, Amber doesn't know, so of course it looks like he just ran away. Yeah. But also side note, what the fuck is he gonna do? But but still he ran away, he could have at least been by her side. But I, I get her thinking. And then uh, of course uh, William finds out because he gets a good look at his face. And he didn't even tell his best friend for years. He didn't even tell... His best friend found out on his own. Yeah. So, I'm still on her side. It sucks for Mark. You know, that's shitty. But I understand. I get why she's mad. It's frustrating, but I get it. Yeah. You know, it makes sense. And she got curved by the college dude. Well, she didn't even get curved by the college dude. She thought, and then that nigga had a a girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah. But, um... Epi- that made so me get- feel good. Yeah. I, I gotta say, side note, it was just like, it made me feel good that there was just this suave guy about a super girl who's just like, I'm trying to, like, I love this college, I love my girl, and I'm yeah, just trying like to get people, this is a great place. Party. Chill, like, bro. It, I loved it. He's just some dude. Yeah. But um, I love some dudes in all shows, but yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but then we get to episode seven, the start of episode seven, oh, right? Man. This is where Amber had me fucked up, all right? So Mark's like, fuck it. Okay, I'm going to tell her. So he flies up to her room, dressed as Invincible. He's like, I'm Invincible. This is what I've been doing. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Amber knew. Amber said she knew for a few weeks now that Mark was Invincible. So I'm just like, why was she mad? She's like, because you still lied to me. Bitch, look. (laughs) This, no. You don't get to do that. You... <laughs> you don't get to do that. You don't get to find out his identity and be like, "Well, he still hasn't told me, so he's lying to me." Um, if you have an issue with him not being there for you emotionally or physically in a relationship, and then you find out the reason why, confront him on that reason. Yeah. Like the moment you found or like figured it out, like, "Oh, he's invincible." 
talk to him. Be like, look, I figured it out. I know who you are. I know what you're doing. If you don't have time for me and we can't really do this and you're out there risking your life, I don't want to be in this worried about you. And maybe we shouldn't be together. Yeah. She could have easily. Amber's a smart girl. Yeah. She's very intelligent. She she could have she could have easily just done that and just broke it off. Or just like, look, dude, this is how it's going to be. You need to be yeah. on the level with me. We need to be balanced out. She could have easily confronted him. Instead, she was like, oh, I'm going to wait until he tells me. So fuck you for that. Yeah. Also, she went fucking off on him at the college for being a coward, knowing damn well that was him almost fucking dying. Yeah. I was like, wow, fuck that's, you. That's like, that shit pissed me yeah, that, off. Yeah, the realization of that is what makes it, like, a truly, like, fuck you. Everything else I can kind of be, like, in the situation in the bedroom when he's, like, revealing... I did kind of sense like a cockiness because he was just like, yeah, he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah invincible. I'm invincible. Yeah. So because I'm just he, like, cause he I've wanted to flex. He he's didn't, like, he, he picked up the rock and he's like, you know, Mars. I'm like, dude, you go in, you're like, look, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you, when she said she knew, yeah, that's what, that's what like, I was like, why are you fucking murdered? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I was so annoyed. Are you trying by to that? keep him a facade? You can probably, cl- if you figured that out, you could probably see like his friends sitting there, like. And then people, and then people were like, trying to say like, if you were mad at her for that, it's because you you don't like women or you don't like black women. Ha- again, it has nothing to do with Amber's race or I, gender. I will. I liked Amber a lot. Oh yeah. I, even I love when her she character. was like saying like you're flaking this and that and being kind of like aggressive about it. It made sense that she was mad, and I understood, and it's like, fair enough. This is a plot point. This is what's happening in his life. He needs to juggle things. It's the fact that she knew and was petty about it that fucking killed it for me. And I was just like, that's so fucking annoying. And then this bitch had the nerve to fucking show up after the whole shit with his dad went down. And she's like, looks like we've both been lying to. I was like, oh, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. I'm like, stupid bitch. I'm glad it's like... (laughs) It's working out for them because I, God damn, I do love them as a couple. Yeah, they are yeah, so quirky and adorable. But um, it's gonna be a minute before I'm just cool with him. It, it's kid. gonna piss me off. Like if I like, I really like Adam Eve. I like her like solo womanhood. I hope. No, I they're really, gonna get together. I don't want it to. You don't want it to, but I already know. Can um, I? I found Mark out, and Amber aren't gonna last. I found out a uh, semi. Spoiler. I don't know the ramifications of it, and I don't mm-hmm. know the characters involved. Mm-hmm. But do you want to hear this about Mark? Go for it. Go for it. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. I wonder. I wonder if the show is going to tackle this because this is an interesting issue. Um, from according to one of my coworkers, I haven't looked this up because I don't want to look up anything about mm-hmm. it. I don't want to get spoiled by anything. Yeah. He just mentioned it, and I was just like, I didn't want to be like. And like, but I, this is just an issue. It's an interesting topic. Apparently, uh, one of the a, a female Viltrumite apparently rapes Mark. What? I. Oh fuck! Okay, so, that's do, gonna be interesting how they incorporate that. Yeah, and um, do you based on like how much? There's a lot we see in the show as is, but it's more gore. Like we don't see any nudity. I, I could see them like, doing it though. Like maybe like I feel like they could get it. It depends on how like they they choose to like 
animate the scene. Yeah, they could do it like uh, maybe like. But fuck, and, Jesus Christ! Yeah, and I, I'm kind of scared. This <laughs> man just is suffering. I'm that I'm sure there's like much worse things that happen. Mm. Yeah, but fuck, dude. Yeah, those comics came out like a long time yeah. ago. So I know they had to like update things and change things around because you know with with how like internet PC culture is nowadays, you can't get away with as much. Even if it's not anything like you, sh- even if it's stuff you shouldn't really be like grilled for. Like there's just there's just a lot of shit you can't get away with now. Yeah, that you could back in the day where things were a lot more like edgier. Yeah. So I think they could still pull that scene off. They 100% could, especially because it's supposed to be seen as this brutally negative thing. Yeah. Um, but it, it depends on how they tackle it, how if, they approach it. If, if maybe even if the context of it in it is just for like a shock value and doesn't really add to his character at all, they could even scrap it. That's true too. But that's true too. I don't know. They could do something else with that character that yeah. happens instead of like the, maybe she the beats the shit out of him. Yeah, like stuff like that. Or maybe it's ins- just insinuated that it happened because I know uh, in Persona Five something like that does happen. Yeah, you're uh, telling in me the about first that. palace. Like it's it's heavily implied the girl got raped by the by the teacher. It's just never said, but you can kind of put two and two together. They can they can do something like that so they don't really have to. You know, trigger people, and, yeah. and I know trigger is used as like like a joke, but the, some people are really are triggered by stuff. Like, there's people who have been victims of sexual assault, yeah, and that just brings back that PTSD of those traumatic moments. Exactly. In fact, um, I go as far as to say there's not a woman in your life that probably hasn't been a victim of sexual assault or some kind exactly. of harassment. So don't take that too lightly. So yeah, it'll it'll depend on how the scene has, has yeah. to be depicted. That's kind of why I want to bring it up, too, because it's just like, you know, people might be, like, hearing this and be like, oh, this sounds very interesting, and maybe maybe they're not into that kind of stuff. Who mm-hmm. knows? Like, it was just an interesting little detail that I thought of, and it made me really think about, like, what would they would do with that. And even if they did it, like, a lot of shows now give you, like, warnings beforehand of, like, like oh, something very violent's going to happen, or oh, yeah. there's going to be a depiction of drug like, use, or oh, there's going to be a, a depiction of sexual assault. This, this show they warn you beforehand. The, it always has the flashing lights one. Yeah, like they like, so if they did it, they would put the warning up. Yeah. They'd let you know, like, like, hey, if you're sensitive to stuff like this, this probably isn't the time for even, you to be watching this. Even the last like two Ruby episodes had that um, disclaimer about if you're uncomfortable with death, don't watch these mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how it goes, but I'm I'm excited for Invincible season two. Yeah, uh, they they did the thing. Oh fuck! I hope more of Mark getting fucking beat the fuck up. I uh, I saw a couple pictures of some of the Viltrumites. I will say that. Oh, okay, I, I've seen some of them too. I saw yeah. one in particular, like uh, what conquest. Terrifying. Yeah, he yeah. was fucking <laughs> terrifying. Like what the fuck is that? I, I, I was like, he was. They showed him in the show, I think too. Oh, like in a scene oh, in the yeah, show yeah. In the where all the Viltrumites yeah. are like fighting. Yeah. Like like they show him. Like yeah. that was that was his cameo. They were hinting at him. Yeah. So I'm okay. I'm like fuck. This shit is about to be brutal. Also, they all have the same fucking mustache. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like they all have this weird dad they're, mustache. They're just pre-built dude, to be they're, fathers. They're cops. <laughs> they're all. They just send they're them out galactic as cops. cops. <laughs> just go home and beat their wives. Oh, I'm so glad Debbie didn't get hurt. Oh my god, I was physically. 
Um, Physically, De- Debbie definitely got hurt. I Physically her, hurt. <laughs> her character I was the most involved with watching the show. Yeah, Debbie was great. I I loved her. I loved how like sneaky she was. Yeah, no, she's 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 an amazing character. I it, loved it, it. It took her the last minute, like finally like getting the stuff and like already having it examined. And the way she was like bold enough to confront him, knowing like you're not gonna do shit, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, what are you gonna do? Kill your wife? Fuck she was, you! She was like, fuck you! And then she went to bed. <laughs> like, I was like, fuck I, you, I, Debbie. Fuck you. Because I think in her head, I'm like, well, if this nigga kills me in my sleep, she he kills she, me in my sleep. Cheers to Sandra Oh, man. Yeah, like, fuck she yeah. did a great she did job. The damn I think she's my like um, actor portrayal MVP for the show. Yeah. It's like yeah. I wanted to give it to Steven Yeun, but it's so natural for him. I feel oh, yeah. like it's like it's, no. He shout out to him too. He did a great job. He did a great job. Shout out to fucking, um, what's, fuck, why am I forgetting his name now? Omni-Man. Oh, uh, J.K. Simmons? J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons he's so, he's fucking so put the fear of God in me <laughs> playing Omni-Man. <laughs> like, Omni-Man stressed me out, man. For real. Sometimes you just be talking and you're just like, God damn, you're making me Dude, uncomfortable. I, the, the, the tailor, <laughs> when he was up on the roof. Like, I was like, like oh, with God. Like, Don't kill him. <laughs> and the, my, my favorite part is, I feel like that it's something that I, goes back to me thinking like, he is he does have a little bit of human in him now because he spared him too he spared him too and i think it's because he heard him say he's like i'm not gonna say shit like he's like when mm-hmm. uh debbie was like we gotta tell people he's like you can you can tell people <laughs> like shit. so only man went up there and it was like a reassurance kind of thing like mm-hmm. i hope you're not gonna say anything because i like you yeah like you're like, like be- he 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 probably maybe he sees him as a pet too you know, he sees him as a pet, but he's like a respectful pet. I feel like at he's... this point, like... <laughs> I was about to make a fucked up joke. What were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say he's like, Yosuke, to Stop! <laughs> Nobunaga really respected him, bro. I know, but he was a servant. <laughs> I mean, facts. That, that's a... That's, uh, but to be fair, uh, Nobunaga treated him better than his oh, own um, children. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. And niggas was mad because they were like, why is this nigga getting special treatment? It's called a joke, my guy. <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Sorry. No, nah, Invincible, Invincible was fired. Oh, dude. man, that was it, good. That was I was good. pleasantly surprised. I wasn't expecting it to be that good. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be bad, but I wasn't... Like, I definitely was one of those people that were like, oh, it's another superhero show. And then I watched it, I was like, it is not another superhero show. And then you were like... Yeah, the dude that did Walking Dead made this. And I was like, oh, that makes complete yeah. fucking sense now. Yeah. Yeah, like, shout out. Like, that, that. Oh, and Zazie Beats is, is fucking Amber. Oh, shit. So it makes a lot more sense, right? Like, yeah. like, like she she killed that character. She did a good yeah. job. <laughs> dude, it was um, fucking. Oh. I realized who uh, Adam Eve was, and I forgot who. I forget, too. It was. um. God damn. Damn it! Who is Adam Eve? Hold on. You gonna look it up? Yeah. Okay, we'll look, look that up and then we'll we'll go into the gaming stuff. I guess um just while I'm look um well we can we can go into the gaming stuff now because we're just gonna look up the name. I was just gonna ask you one real quick thing. Um, okay. Out of the new Guardians, like who uh, are you are you are you optimistic about the new Guardians? Oh, the Guardians of the Globe? Yeah. I'm optimistic just because in the scene where, like, Marcus gets fucked up and then uh, Monster Girl almost gets fucking killed. 
and they're just like they rage out but then they actually have unified teamwork it's just yeah. like they can really do the damn thing when they're actually working together so i, I i'm hopeful yeah i feel like some bad shit will probably still happen to some of them but i feel like they're gonna have an impact like they're gonna do something especially since the original guardians of the globe set the tone of like yeah these niggas was the elite and they all are dead yeah <laughs> like so they're 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 gonna do something i feel like there's going to be a plot line eventually too where monster girl is just is just too young but robot's she's gonna, gonna be fine button he's, he's just gonna take care of um, She's gonna Benjamin Button to a baby. <laughs> oh yeah, and the uh, Adam Eve is uh, Jillian Jacobs. She's Britta in Community. Okay. I realized I was like okay. one day I just I just like for some reason while she was talking I heard Bagel in my head <laughs> and I was like it's fucking Britta. There <laughs> like, we go. Yeah. No, they the, uh, has a good fucking voice cast. Yeah. The principal at their school is fucking. Carl Winslow. Fuck. It's actually him. Like, he's the char- He plays that character. He's Principal Winslow, and it's voiced by him. Dude, <laughs> I love it because he's he's just been coming up in all these like like he's been doing like lower roles in all these like little nerdy shows like Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. It's fucking dope, dude. It's fucking dope. So yeah, uh, if you haven't watched Invincible, check it out. It's eight episodes for season one. The episodes are about like, you know, 40 something minutes each. Good watch, bro. It's not just gore, it has a great story, great character development, a good theme to it. It's it's a strong series and I'm very much looking forward to what's to come. How much horse would you give the first season? Oh, the first season? Yeah. First season, I honestly, I, I give a 10. Like like a, like a stallion? Like, you give yeah, a stallion now horse? It's, a st- it's like Megan the Stallion's knees. It's, just, it's good. It's oh, fucking wow. good. Like it's re- like no exaggeration. It's really good. Like, 2021 has been delivering. Like Jujutsu Kaisen was some fucking fire. First season of Jujutsu Kaisen, I definitely give a 10. Castlevania as a whole, as a series, I gave a 9.5. Season one of Invincible is definitely a 10. It's a banger. Yeah. Like we we are getting some good shit, and not only are we getting some new good shit, we're getting some shit that was good from the past brought back to us as i segue into this gaming news first of all we gotta talk about the one of the goaded series mass effect uh the legendary edition finally came out last week or earlier this week as we're recording this it'll be last week when it comes out but um the legendary trilogy came out so if you haven't played mass effect before pick this up now you don't even have to like pick up the old xbox 360 ps3 games you could just Get this remastered trilogy with the updated visual effects, updated graphics, updated performance. I heard a lot of good things about ME1 not feeling clunky, like Jose's been playing it. Mm. And he was like, yeah, everything feels nice. The sniper rifle is good. I was like, the sniper rifle is good. Let me tell you something. Mass Effect 1 shooting is not that good, or no. the original version isn't. That's what turned me off from the whole series um, in the first place. Great storyline, great RPG elements, yeah. not good shooting. I just listened to what you and our one of our friends told me. The worst fucking, the most atrocious was the sniper rifle. It's fucking awful in Mass Effect 1. It's so bad. And I would say it's still not that great in Mass Effect 2. It doesn't really become a good weapon until Mass Effect 3, even though the shooting overall gets better in Mass Effect 2. Jose was like, yeah, the sniper rifle works pretty well in this. I'm like, oh my god, that's so good to hear. So... I haven't even bought it from what I've been hearing about the improvements from Mass Effect 1 alone. This is definitely a buy. Like, if oh, you've wow. been thinking about playing Mass the Mass Effect trilogy, don't buy the old games, like the old versions. 
buy the legendary edition it has all the dlc with it it's all three games all of them have been visually enhanced all of them have been enhanced performance wise so they all feel and play more so like mass effect 3 in terms of gameplay so everything feels smooth uh the the mako which is your little cruiser thing when you're on planets in mass effect 1 that shit sucked it controlled like ass uh apparently that drives better so you can actually use it you can apparently use the old controls for it too i don't know why you would want to do that but you can <laughs> um all in all i've heard they just took you know one of the greatest game series of all time and just made it better just by updating it visually and performance wise so this is a hundred percent a pickup this is a hundred percent a buy for story alone i would already say mass effect as an original trilogy was already worth picking up and playing for everyone but if you were thinking about doing it go ahead and get the remastered it's better i'm gonna pr i'm probably gonna buy it uh and play it as soon as i finish yakuza, yakuza like a dragon i'm probably gonna stream it i've been streaming uh hiccup <laughs> the gamer i stream monday tuesday and wednesday nights at about like 8 or 9 p.m check yeah. it out i'm playing yakuza right now uh, and then days you know, he streams on the late, late night. Yeah. I'm not getting many viewers, so if you guys could visit, that would be nice. <laughs> I mean, I'm not either. <laughs> so, we, it's fun still. I get to game. Yeah. I have a good time. Uh, but yeah, dude, check check it out. Check it out. Uh, Mass Effect is definitely dope. Uh, I'm not going to say much more because I want people to play it. But I mean, when I start streaming it later, when we get to that point, I'll probably talk about it as I'm streaming it because uh, Mass Effect is definitely one of my favorite game series. It's fucking great. So, Ryan, uh, go ahead and give it a second chance because I heard the shooting is actually yeah. better in Mass Effect 1. I'm thinking about it. My only thing is, like, I just, uh, on a whim, I bought uh, uh, Fallout 3 and 4. Oh, okay. Just And Skyrim because it was, like, a whole thing. They're all on God, sale. you're going to play Skyrim I, I, for I, the 87th time? <laughs> I might retry an old stream that I did one day. That's oh, why I playing bought Skyrim. It. But I did a specific thing. Okay. Um, I'm, if I, if you guys like this idea and are willing to watch it, I'll move it to a more reasonable time. Leave it in the comments. Um, it makes more. It it does make sense why you stream later because because of your job. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, I used to do a thing. Well, I did it. I tried it where I in the character creation I rolled dice mm -hmm. to determine the number that I move my uh my thing and to determine my class and right and everything and race and everything and I was, it was gonna be a role play game like i was just going to act like the character and <laughs> i ended up with like an old lady wood elf <laughs> and i named her haggith the confused because her eyes were just so wide and like blank <laughs> like oh she's in my ps4 but so maybe i'll just continue that but yeah, but yeah. then i just bought it for the pc i could just play it on the pc i don't know man <laughs> I, I said go for it i'll be honest like i've been kind of beat lately with it mm. but i just need to i think i just need to get through paper mario oh and then just yeah. go to the next thing yeah, yeah. I'm not going to just stop Paper Mario. I'm not just going to stop. Yeah, you, you've come too far. you gotta, you got to end it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Mass Effect's out. Um, Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil 8 is also out. It came out recently around this time. I'm sure you guys are done with it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it has been said to be short. I watched um, 
a YouTuber. Uh, his, his name is Some Ordinary Some Ordinary Gamer. Some people might know of him. He's a pretty cool guy. Shout out to Mudahar. But he just uploaded like the full like stream playthrough he did. So it was like eight hours long. And I just watched it over the course of like two days. Uh, I thought the game was cool from what I from my watch. I watched him pretty much play the entire game. Uh, but it brings up the question because he he finished it in eight hours. Is the game too short? And I heard a lot of people say like, "Why it's only this long or this long?" Because I've heard a lot of people say they finished the game within like you know eight to fifteen hours. Yeah, that's um, that's the you that's the average. And a lot of people have been like, "Why would I pay sixty dollars for something I'm gonna finish in fifteen to eighteen hours?" In my opinion, a game is only worth as much as you're willing to pay for it. Yeah. So if a new title comes out and it's sixty dollars, but you're like, eh, I don't want to pay sixty dollars for it, wait for the price to drop. And if it's thirty dollars and you want to buy it, well then that game was thirty dollars for you. And the the thing about those kind of games is the replayability. Mm-hmm. Like, well, people were saying RE8 doesn't have replayability, really, because you know it's just gonna be the same story but i'm like well if the story oh, is no, good no, maybe no. you want to replay it again. well that's not the kind of replayability resident evil has there's just other things you can find that could help you yeah yeah like, you're never gonna find like everything on the first run through unless you like and research the game, game yeah. there's no fun in that that's true like you're just like man this part took me like three hours to get through oh what's this item oh get through it quicker <laughs> Also, uh, I'm not going to throw any spoilers besides this one, because the game, they did a good job with their advertisement and hiding things, because you know how they heavily advertise big titty, tall vampire lady? Yeah. She's not the main villain. I kind of figured. She's not the main, she's not even like near the, she's like the first villain of like a couple. There's like, Mm. there's like five main villains and she's like the first one. So within like, as I was watching, uh. Muda's stream, like I think within like the first two and a half hours, he finished that that part of the game. Wow. Like with her. And there was more shit after that. So it's just like shout out to them, because it's not like they lied. They were just showing off what they showed in the trailer. But like they were just like, look, big titty vampire lady, also resident evil. Yeah. So, and this shit legit scared me at certain points. Like the like the second part, like the second little place they went to. There's this section. I'm not going to talk about it. I, I want people to play it or just watch it. Watch the like streams or something. Because you got to see it. But it scared the fuck out of me. Because because it was like legit. Like This is why I watched it. Because I'm like, I'm a bitch. I'm not playing this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't play scary games. I watch people play them. Because I will shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's why I want to go into scary streaming one see, day. See, I'll, I'll watch that. I won't play it, but I, I'll watch it. I'm... <laughs> I I am like that. I will shit myself. So I'm like, I like you watching s- creepy stuff. I don't like experiencing. It's like, it. I I'm, think that's the thing. It's gonna be. You want to watch me beat this nine hour game in thirty six hours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, is is it too short? I wouldn't say so. And also, Resident Evil games usually are short. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know if you guys have played Resident Evil games, but they usually are always pretty short because they're more of like this story driven or like horror kind of vibe feeling games yeah so they're not long it's more of the experience is what you're paying for yeah you're it's pretty much like you know when you buy a movie it's not like you watch the movie and you're like ah fuck like that was an all right movie i'm never gonna watch that again i mean sometimes that happens but Mm -hmm. you have the movie you watch again resident evil games are like you know what i feel like watching the resident evil yeah 
especially if you really enjoyed the series. Yeah. You know, and seven and eight have gone back to like the more like horror, horror kind of survival feeling roots rather than like the action based shooter stuff that five and six were doing. Oh my god. Six, keep <laughs> they in mind, went full on. Gotta, 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 gotta. Keep in mind, you guys want a long game. Six is the longest game. It, it's also a big shooty shoot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought Ethan was pretty interesting, especially with what happens near the ending of Resident Evil 8. I'm not uh, going to spoil nothing. Okay, because I, I want to play 8, but I might watch uh, Achievement Hunter. Play it, because yeah. I know Michael. I think Michael Jones is playing it. And I oh, think, okay. I think Matt That'd and Lindsay fun. are watch are watching him play. That'd it. be fun. I was hoping it would, because uh, when I when I watched them play seven, it was Jeff who played seven. Oh, so you wanted Jeff to play? Uh, eight. I did, because yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Like the part in seven with the the bugs, mm-hmm. he just kept shooting all his bullets. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> I love it. It was just so entertaining. It's like my favorite Jeff, part. No, but he was so good. And, but <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited about this because I want to play seven. So I want to. I'm gonna watch eight, and then in a couple years I'll play seven and eight. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, Chris, Chris is in this game too. We we already knew he's gonna be in the game yeah. from the trailers. I'm not gonna talk about exactly what he's doing, but Chris is in the game. He does play a pretty big part in the game. That's cool. So you know, you of course you got your boy Chris Redfield, classic character. I he's like. He's pretty much like the only classic character you're gonna see in this game. Yeah, we've been waiting for that since seven because it was he was implied. Yeah, well he's he's yeah. in a DLC too. Yeah, like exactly. You play as Chris, you go to the house after the events. So, so it's so, yeah, nice that he it, it, it's tying into a lot of stuff. So we'll see what's to come. But I I, I like the storyline they're going with so far with seven and eight. We'll see what happens from here. It's been fun. It's it's definitely been fun. So I'd recommend Resident Evil Eight if you're into scary shit, and if you don't mind it being a shorter game. I, I've grown to the point where it's just like shorter games are fine. It's the same thing with episode things. I love playing RPGs and RPGs are just notorious for being long. So I just live that long gameplay life. <laughs> and there's nothing bad about that, but sometimes it's nice to play something chill coming off like a fucking uh, playing four games and logging in over 300 hours. Yeah. About 350 hours. Trails of Cold Steel. Uh, they're all four games. So, you know, I played something a little lighter recently. I was talking about it before. It was uh, Persona 5 Strikers. That's right. I finished that like two, maybe three weeks ago now. And uh, I'll give my overall thoughts of it. Uh, Thinking about it alongside uh, Vanilla Persona 5 and even Persona 5 Royal. Because Strikers is a sequel to Vanilla Persona 5. It's not counting like the stuff that happens in Royal, which is an updated version. So think of them as two different times. Okay. So think of like Persona 5 happening, but there's a timeline where it just leads into Strikers, and then there's a timeline that has the royal content on it. So two branching paths. So Strikers is a sequel to Vanilla's Persona 5. I played that one first. I've also played Royal. Uh, Strikers was surprisingly a lot better than I expected. Way better than I expected, honestly. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. I didn't expect it to actually have like a storyline that was like as deep as it was. It's not as deep as Persona 5 or Royal. It doesn't dig into your heart as deeply as those games. But surprisingly, there's a lot of stuff that you're just like, God damn, all right. It really is making okay. me think. And it really is bringing up these questions. And it's, it's, it's nice to see that they didn't just like, let's just make a little Dynasty Warriors kind of game with Persona in it and make some more money. Like, of course, it definitely made more money. But, um... 
it was it was a game that actually had a plot line that I was very interested in and invested in and it was nice to see the characters uh, the team again and I think one thing that's I can highlight from this is the growth you see from the team like it's not just like oh they're like as close as they were in the original Persona 5 it's like they took what the, the lessons they learned from that game and they really did apply it to like what was happening in Strikers. Like you could tell, like these kids remembered what they learned. They took all okay. that to heart. That's good. Like like they apply, like the first three dungeons, uh, the enemies have like situations going on, and like three of your characters, they each kind of relate to one because of personal experience of what happened to them in their life and in Persona uh, events in Persona Five. So they're able to directly relate to these people. Oh, so wow. they're just like, oh wow, look, you're you're taking shit that happened and like showing like these characters have actually had growth. And for characters that didn't have those moments, they still have like these uh time to shine. Like my my favorite character is this dude named Ryuji. He's like kind of like the muscle of the team, and he's kind of seen as like the stupid one, but he's your main character's best friend essentially. And I, I just really like that character. I like kind of like underdogish characters. He showed so much like maturity in certain parts of the game. Like it's even noted, like he'll like, they'll be talking and he'll say something. And they're like, damn Ryuji, that's, that's, that's facts. Like, yeah. like they'll, they'll even be like, wow. Like he, he, like you can tell they've actually learned and they've taken what they've learned and applied it into their real life. So to see strikers actually note that for the characters was really good. I was like, wow, the characters characterization is really good combat was deeper than i thought it was going to be too uh the warriors games definitely for some reason the warrior style games like hyrule warriors uh strikers even like fucking fire emblem like warriors yeah do a better job at making warrior style games than dynasty warriors has recently because it's it's so weird because <laughs> there's only so much you can do with just that basic skeleton that's yeah. why i like slapping a fucking uh like good ip onto it like just it, it just really it really helps like yeah it, it felt like i was playing persona 5 except instead of being turn-based it was like an action rpg yeah and you can it's, still like it's got that little just, persona quirkiness slapped mm -hmm. onto it it's definitely easier to manage stuff because uh persona 5 and like uh persona 3 and 4 have like more like a time management system so you have your days You'll do something and then it's night and then you'll do something and it goes to the next day. So you have to choose what you need to do wisely, whether if you want to like do an activity, go to your part-time job, hang out with somebody like you, you have to spend your time wisely to get the best effect of what you wanted. And Strikers, it, there's, there's no time management because okay. the story takes place over the course of a month. So it's just a set story. So, so it makes sense that it's not a time management thing. Yeah. It would go by so fucking There's fast less of the like, oh, let's like, who am I gonna hang out with and today? It, and and it and makes that. sense with the plot because, like I said, it's over a month rather than over the course of like almost a year, and um, you're 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 kind of road tripping, so you're moving along. It's like a summer vacation kind of thing because it yeah. takes place during the summer. That's why they all met up. But um, you get to the plot, uh, you learn about true like what's going on for real, for real, and the enemy once again were slaying a god <laughs> some kind of false god but they had different reasons for, for what they were doing so i'd love to like talk about persona 5 villains again and add this villain into it to like what i did with like uh the four major antagonists of persona 5 slash persona 5 royal just because i feel like that'd be interesting to add that that character in uh the the boss fights were cool 
Uh, the game isn't too hard, but I played on normal, so I'll probably be playing on hard. And then once you beat the game and you can do New Game Plus, you get the Merciless difficulty. <laughs> so it's prob- probably fucking hard as shit. Probably. Uh, <laughs> I will not be playing on that. <laughs> I, I, I'll admit I'm a bitch. I don't, I don't want to play An games. An honest to, man. I don't want to play games to die 37 times. But um, I'll play I don't on play normal. Dark Souls. Yeah, I'm not a Souls fan. It's fun to watch because yeah. a lot of people are just really it, good at those games. If you're games. good, wow. But I, it's not for me because I suck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the type of person that petitions for an easy mode on those games because that's not the point of yeah. those games. No, I respect the game for what it is. It's just not my game. Yeah, exactly. I just hate when people like feel like they're above you because they're Because they're like, oh, I'm, I'm I like, play oh. Dark Souls. Well, you play, you play platformers, you play kids games, you play easy games. I'm like, no, I play fun games. Games are for fun, you stupid bitch. Like, <laughs> like I'm not here to be better than everyone else because I play a game. But yeah, but but overall, Strikers was solid, dude. It was a solid sequel. I give it an 8.5 out of 10. I think in the Persona 5 franchise out of all three, uh, Royal is definitely the best. Royal is definitely the best. Royal, I give like... Royal's like a 10 out of 10 game for me. Uh, Persona 5 Royal. Uh, yeah, it's a horse. <laughs> Persona 5 <laughs> Vanilla is like a 9. And then Strikers is like an 8.5. So Strikers is the weakest, but like it still was like very powerful. And the new characters they added in uh, had really nice arcs. And, and, it, and it gave me the feels at the end, just like how Persona 5 did and just how like Royal did. Where you know it's the end of the journey and you gotta say goodbye to everyone again and you're just like, God damn, bro. Should be hurting me. We just and it's like we'll together. see we'll see each other again. I'm like, you gonna make another persona five <laughs> Make another one, I'll buy it. They won't. <laughs> There's rumors that they might make a Persona 5 fighting game. No, then they probably will. Cause I mean Persona 4 has a fighting game. Yeah, Persona yeah. 4 Arena. So people have been like, dude, do it for Persona 5. I'm like, do it, I'll buy it, I'll spend sixty dollars. And it has a plot. So but yeah, Strikers is good, dude. I really liked it. And then uh, now that I've moved on from Strikers, I'm now uh, streaming Yakuza 7, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, so I'll give my first thoughts about this game. This game is amazing. <laughs> like, I know I've been saying that for a lot of stuff on here. I mean, a few things I said have been all right. But, like, this game is so good. Like, if you're an RPG fan, you will love Yakuza Like a Dragon. So a cool thing about it is... You don't have to play Yakuza 0 through uh, 6 to play 7. 7 has a new character, a new setting kind of thing. Well, it's still in Japan and all that area, but new vibe to it, new play style, because it's turn-based rather than kind of like this action game where you free roam around. Mm. Um, But it works for it because it fits the theme of the character and what you're doing throughout the game. Uh, I was talking to our buddy Jose, because Jose is a huge Yakuza fan. He's played every game. And he was like, I, I asked him when I was buying it, I was like, do I need to have knowledge of the other games? Because I, I have somewhat knowledge of the other Yakuza games. I've watched retrospectives and all that, but I haven't played them. He was like, no, you don't need any knowledge. You can just play seven if you want. Uh, no one from the other Yakuza games is involved in this game. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, and I was also asking him, so after Yakuza 6, is uh, Kiryu, who's the main character of Yakuza prior to this, is Kiryu's story done? He was like, yeah, his story's pretty much concluded, which is why they've moved on to a new main character. Mm. So eventually I am going to play the older Yakuza games. Okay. Because I, I am interested in Kiryu's story. I've always kind of liked Yakuza games. They've been cool. So I'll go back and uh, play those. 
but I'm really digging Like a Dragon. The story has been really fun. The characters have been really fun. The battle style has been really fun. So to give you a basic rundown, it starts uh, New Year's Eve, the year 2000. So we're about to move into 2001 in this game. And your main character is this dude named uh, Kasuka Ichiban. Ichiban is just a great person. Like he's a member of, he's like a low, lower level uh, grunt in this uh, Yakuza family that's a part of like a clan. So it's like a smaller family. Yeah. But he's very loyal. He like, he he respects the the ideals of the Yakuza, everything that goes on with the Yakuza. He's he's just down for the cause. Like, but he's a good person. Like the initial initially when you're playing, it's a chasing. You're chasing this dude down. You get through your little tutorial fight. He was selling like. Uh, porn to like high school kids or like middle school kids. Yeah, but it was weird shit. It was like 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 dudes fucking animals and shit or something like that. Yeah, no, I was uh, I really liked what I saw because I I watched all this part in mm-hmm. your stream, so it was pretty cool. It was cool, yeah. And he was like selling it to kids, and then when Ichiban catches him, he's like, "We're gonna give the money back, you know, to the kids instead of just collecting that money." Like he's a good dude. He's like a genuinely yeah. good dude, and he's in the yakuza, and he's like. It's about having honor and respect and this and that. And it goes into Ichiban's, like, backstory of how he used to be, like, this punk kid and he got into some shit he shouldn't have. And he said the name, like, I, I'm with Arikawa, who's the leader of the current Yakuza family he's in. But he wasn't really at the time, so they're just like, oh, bet, we'll use you as a hostage. And Arikawa shows up and in badass fashion is like, even though he knows this kid isn't a part of his group, fucking cuts off one of his fingers in exchange to get the boy back and from that point forward Ichiban just has so much respect for the, wow. those type of people he's like an orphan kid yeah so he sees Arikawa as a father figure and Arikawa even sees like a son in him so pretty much what happens with Ichiban in the first chapter is one of the one of his uh higher up damn that siren was loud Hopefully the mics didn't pick it up because they knew mics. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> but uh, this dude, this dude, uh, he has a real name, but they they nickname him Joe. Joe fucking does not like you at all. Like he he fucking does not like you. But uh, apparently Joe got in an argument with a dude who's a part of the same clan, but it's a different family. Oh okay. And he shoots this person and kills them. So now the cops are investigating this murder. This happens on New Year's Eve. And so if they find out it was Joe, it's going to look bad on the family. And the family will have to be disbanded. They'll be kicked out of, you know, that, that clan. And so Arikawa asks, well, if it's a lower ranking member, we'll be able to get away with it. That member will just have to be banished and will have to turn himself in. So they have to ask Ichiban to turn himself in. And Ichiban and Arikawa's like bummed about it. He doesn't really want to do it, but it's the only way to kind of save the family. Yeah. And Ichiban's totally down for it. He's like, this is the moment I can pay you back for all you've done for me. Like he's, yeah. like I said, he's down for the cause. Ichiban's such a good guy. He does not deserve this. But he turns himself in and he's in jail for like, originally it was supposed to be for 15 years, but he got an extra three years because he beat the fuck out of these dudes in yeah. jail because they were talking shit about the Arakawa family. So he, he spends 18 years in prison. Kir, or Ichiban gets out. He's 42 years old. He's missed out on 18 years of his life. He's missed out on 18 years of the real world. It's 2019. Yeah, when I saw 18 years later, I was like, how old was this motherfucker? 
Yeah, he, he he's was like, 41? He's 42. 42. He's 42 years old now. Uh, most of your cast is like middle-aged people. Like That's, that's actually really which cool. Which is, uh, no, I enjoy it too. Like your oldest member, right? the oldest member I have in my party right now is 59 years old. It's just like, <laughs> it's like a bunch of old school guys who don't like this new age, huh? Yeah, is yeah, that what like, it kind of is? Well, so he gets out, you know, shit happens, but he pretty much is trying to get in contact with Ari Kawa again. And shit has changed. A lot of sh- shit has been happening. And he's trying to figure out what it is. So without explaining, I won't get too, too deep into it. But at the end of chapter two, you find out there's a reason why Arakawa's kind of been uh, like avoiding him because Arakawa even wrote him a letter like saying that he missed him. Yeah. Um, so much shit has happened. So him and Arakawa are facing each other down. After you do a little boss fight against Joe 1v1, boss fight is so cool and it's so satisfying to whoop Joe's ass. Fuck that nigga. I hate that nigga Joe. But um, you go in and Arakawa's just like, I'm sorry, Ichiban. And he pulls out a gun. He's like, I have to kill you. And Ichiban's like, yo, what the fuck happens? And then you hear the shot. And then chapter two ends. You wake up and you're in like Yokohama. And you're like in the trash. <laughs> but your, your gunshot wound's been stitched up. And you meet like this homeless dude named Namba. And uh, he apparently used to be a nurse. He patched you up. Plot goes along from there. So you're trying to, you know, get back on your feet. Uh, figure out why Arikawa did what he did. Figure out exactly why what went down went down while you were in prison. So the plot is kind of unfolding from here. I'm still, I'm on chapter four currently, so I'm still pretty early in. I'm my three party members, and so uh, the battle system is really fun because Ichiban is Ichiban is a big Dragon Quest fan. He says it in game, which is why the game is turn based. There's so <laughs> many Dragon Quest references in this game and i fucking love that there's so many dragon because because i'm a huge dragon quest fan that's so cool. that's really cool that they the, did that yeah that's why it's turn-based they even like joke about it sometimes like in the after the tutorial one of your homies is like dude you were really letting them hit you a lot like like i've seen you like you can you can go all out harder than that you fight better than that are you like some kind of fucking masochist like were you trying to like get hit it's because it was turn-based yeah. so you were taking the turns getting hit and like Ichiban's like I've always like when I was younger I always wanted to be a hero like they were in the Dragon Quest games. <laughs> so you have like these RPG stats and elements. There's a job system. So That's eventually cool. I, I am going to be able to change like jobs between like all my characters and do different stuff. That's pretty cool. So you get different skills from that. Uh, there's you know of course you got different weapons and shit. The enemy classes. I'm at the point in the game where like uh, people on the street when you encounter them and it becomes like an enemy encounter. Like, Ichiban's delusions are so strong that the enemies, like, change into, like, things that make them look more RPG-like. <laughs> so you'll see, like, a dude who's, like, say, like, a drunk. Mm-hmm. And he'll be, like, a class, like a fucking berserker. So he'll have, like, a trash can shield. <laughs> like a like a, like a bottle or, like, an umbrella as a sword. <laughs> and that's his class. Oh, my God. And he God. can fight them. And it, it's, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, the combat's fun. You get your little skill setups, and the uh, timing of button presses give you bonus damage. Okay. There's some team-up moves. I only have a few right now. You can bond with your party members, level up those bonds, get to know more about them. You do more stuff in battle. Shit like that. You know, RPG that's cool. elements. Yeah, that's, re- that's really cool how it's not just like, haha, it's a Q-Zub with this. Like, they actually added the, the RPG elements mm-hmm. to it. It's a full-on RPG. Because there's sometimes Like, where this is the battle system. It, it's not just a gimmick. 
yeah, yeah, and like they're they're fully dedicated to it. That's they're good. Like that's good. It, and it just fits the theme of like Ichiban wanting to be this hero so well, and it's and it's nice to see that. And then your characters have classes, like Namba's class is homeless man. That's his that's his starter class, but he's like your mage. Yeah. So like oh one of his, so one of his uh one of his moves like when he when he does a melee attack he'll gain MP back from the melee attack. One of his moves is uh he'll throw a bird seed on you and a bunch of pigeons will like peck at the enemy. <laughs> and then he has like a move called power nap where he'll like pull out a little like cardboard map mat oh and lay down God. on it and gain HP back. No like way. it's great. Uh, you have this dude, uh, Adachi. He used to be a, like a former police detective. He's the old guy, the older. Yeah, he's yeah. like fifty nine. He's your tank. So okay. so he's beating niggas straight up police brutality. Beating niggas with a baton. Uh, I really liked his character from what I saw. In his yeah, stance. no, he's cool, dude. I really yeah. like him. He has a counter move where he'll get into the stance, and he'll still take damage from people that attack him, but he'll immediately smack the shit out of them with his baton. And his, his moves are so aggressive. Like, one, he, like, kicks you in the leg so you kind of, like, buckle over. And he just starts beating you back and forth with his baton. And you just keep pressing X to do more damage. He has a move where he, like, charges at the enemy. And anyone in the way between you and your target gets hit, too. Okay. Like, he he's he's definitely, like, he's, he's your tank. Because I noticed the combat system was, like... It wasn't like a traditional turn by turn where they're you know you're standing there. Yeah, they're moving, they're moving around, around, so you actively have to look around the battlefield and like position yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm sure because also if you are running towards an enemy and you run past one of their teammates, there's a chance that teammate will like hit you and stop you from attacking. Wow. So you have to make sure and like if like Ichiban is like next to like an object like a bike or like a traffic cone, he'll like pick it up and beat somebody with it. If there's shit in your way between you and the enemy, you'll like kick it out of the way, and if it hits the enemy, Dude, you do extra damage. That's really it's cool. it's fun. There's like a lot of stuff you could do with it's, it. It's not often you see an RPG that uses like a turn-based RPG at least that uses the environment. And and it's and it and it's incorporated from the original games because in in Yakuza, like you can pick shit up off the street and beat your enemies with it, but it's like yeah. an action game. So it's cool that they incorporated stuff like that and do it. And it's just it's just fun. Like you could tell. Like, they took a big risk by doing this because this is something totally different from what they do. And it paid off. Huge reward. They did the damn thing. This That's game good. is great. And I, uh, they've already announced that going forward, they're going to continue doing uh, RPG for Yakuza. And a lot of people I saw, there were people that are disappointed because they're used to the older Yakuza game style. But a lot of people are also like, well, it makes sense, though, because uh, it seems like you're going to further be playing storylines as Ichiban. So it just fits his character's theme, just like how the older battle system fit when you were Kiryu. But you're not Kiryu anymore. So, of course, it's, Kiryu's not going to be in a turn-based game. Yeah. His storyline is over. It has concluded after Yakuza 6. He, he's done what he's done. So now you're Ichiban, and you're going to explore that character's storyline. So a lot of people are like, for all we know, like we'll finish this. We'll get another Yakuza storyline. The battle system will change again. Like, what if... I was like, what if it's like a fucking tactics game next time? Yeah. Like, like Dude, there's, that, there's was, just, that would be pretty cool. They just switch and switch. But also, there's a spinoff series of Yakuza called Judgment. And you're like a detective in that game. And I, I, that's why I'm interested in it, because I love detective stuff. I'm eventually going to play Judgment, too, when I, after I play the Yakuza games. But that's going to continue having that action battle style. Okay. And they just announced that Judgment is getting a sequel. Okay. So, so Judgment's going to continue that playstyle going forward, 
while the Yakuza games are now being turn-based RPGs. So if you still want that action-based stuff, you can play Judgment. I wonder if Judgment and uh, the Like a Dragon series are kind of maybe maybe crossed. we'll see some crossover events. Who yeah. knows? Maybe we'll maybe later in the Like a Dragon series we'll see Kiryu again. Like maybe because I know like Kiryu's a... a lot older. By the end of you, like he's he's an older man. Like he's mm. been in the game for a minute. <laughs> I mean, Ichiban's already old. He's forty-two. Yeah. But <laughs> be but, cool if he was like a character to join in in like the second or third one of this. Yeah, we'll we'll see where it goes. I still have a long way before I finish like a dragon, but I really like like a dragon. That's good. Ichiban's current weapon is a giant Hitachi one. Okay. It's a giant vibrator. <laughs> there was a sex shop Dude. that was a weapon shop, and I was like, oh, I gotta buy this shit. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> Oh, uh, can I copy your homework? Okay, but don't make it exactly like it. Uh, South Park Stick of Truth and Fractured Butthole. <laughs> Yakuza Like a Dragon. It's fucking good, dude. Those are good RPGs, too, I yeah. gotta say. Oh, yeah. They, if you ever want to borrow them, let me know. I, oh, yeah. One of these days, I probably will. I, I at least have a Fractured Butthole on PS4. Cool, 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 cool. But yeah, dude. Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, come check it out. I stream... On Twitch, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, between like 8 9 p.m. I start. And I'll stream anywhere for like, on average, like two to three hours. Excuse me. Just have a good time. Uh, check it out. My uh, Twitch again is Hiccup the Gamer, H-I-K-U-P-P, the Gamer. And uh, also check out Ryan's Twitch, you know? Check out his streams. Oh, you don't have to, but it'd be nice. Shout yourself out, boy. Uh, you know, it's just, it, it's all, it's really mellow. Like, don't expect a lot of, like, hype in mind. Like, I just gotta say. We have a fun time, though. I will Either say, way. I did, uh, I did have a lot of fun. I was sad that I only had, like, one continuous viewer, it seemed. Mm. Um, but I hit the part in Paper Mario where you hit a des uh, deserted island. So I, I fucking wore, uh... Like a bucket oh. cap. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. When you posted that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. When the when the account twist posted it on Twitter. Oh, I don't yeah. know who runs the account. I don't know who runs that account either. Uh, you should follow that account too. Uh, yeah. 40 ounce Friday podcast. Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> at 40 ounce FRI podcast. Because 40 ounce Fridays was taken. What? It's like a producer kind of thing, though. It's music wise. So nah, it's not a podcast. Fuck that nigga. No, I don't even know that name. No, <laughs> no, it's different. So we're fine. It, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a podcast. Okay. Cool. 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 Um. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So we're moving on to our last section now. I told you, boy. This episode thick. It's fat. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh, oh, man. That fucking got me. She loves me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, we moving into the music stuff. This is definitely going to be the shortest uh, part. We do have one, you know, juicy thing to say uh, near the end. And then we'll have one last. We have a little special announcement that we'll have at the end. So that's cool. But uh, special announcement. Special announcement. Just a little special announcement. Is it my birthday? No, Ryan. It's May. We have like next year for your birthday and then it's your birthday and then it's my birthday yeah <laughs> january so, so why can't it be our birthdays because because it's past that oh, okay <laughs> anyway okay so music news uh i'm gonna recommend a band as y'all know we talked about it a few episodes back i am a big fan of japanese music mainly like japanese pop and rock uh good there's stuff. 
It is. It's some good shit. I want to recommend another band I've been listening to recently. Uh, they're called Polka Dot Stingray. And I found them because I was listening to a band I already listened to on YouTube. And it played the next recommended video. And it was like one of those compilations videos where people upload like an hour of music. And it's just like various songs from like that from the yeah. Japanese uh, music scene that they enjoy like Japanese alternative I think it was called and it was just like a bunch of tracks and I heard them they put like two tracks of theirs up I was like I like this I'm gonna look them up and somehow I ended up listening to like their whole discography oh, wow. and I was like okay they're cool they're definitely more of kind of like that um, alternative pop uh, rock kind of band but but I like the sound I vibe to it they kind of have like a lot of they, they have moments where they kind of have like this smoothie jazz sound and then another other moments where they have more of like this pop uh, rock sound kind of thing. They're definitely an alternative band, but they're they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. They're called Polka Dot Stingray. Uh, if I could recommend a few songs by them, uh, Telecaster Stripe. It's it's off like one of their first EPs of their first album. It's probably one of their most popular songs. It's the first song I heard from them. Pretty fucking good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I might show Ryan after. Um, they got one called. Uh, fuck what's it called it's called fiction it's off one of their more later albums that one's probably like one of my favorite songs it's pretty good uh pose is pretty good comes out the same album they they got some good tracks they got some good tracks i think their latest album i think is the one i like the most uh i i have a lot of tracks i like off of that like uh fiction pose uh jet a lot of shit like that it, it, they're they're cool they're cool so if you're into that kind of like alternative sound give them a give them a listen they're fun it's cute cute fun music so if you're you want a little positive vibe going for you check them out <laughs> it's probably one of the more like normal ish uh bands i'd listen to when it comes to like japanese music i would say but they're they're fun dude so whenever whenever i find another japanese band i enjoy i'll recommend them so that that's polka dot stingray uh so moving on from that uh the rest of the news is gonna be hip-hop related because if I'm not listening to Japanese music, I'm listening to rap music. <laughs> so weird. So weird. Uh, I mean, if I had to say my favorite genres, it'd be like hip-hop, jazz, alternative. Um, J-rock, I kind of count as his own kind of genre. Yeah. Maybe like, it is. I, I guess like punk rock or like R&B even too. Like if I had to tie those two at number five. Just like just shit like that. That's probably like my favorite. But hip hop and like Japanese rock are definitely the things I listen to the most. Um, so <laughs> so so hip hop. Such a weird contrast, right? Oh I'll be man. Like yo, the roots is fire. But have you heard School Food Punishment, dude? <laughs> like, I I uh, I'm right with you there, man. Because you hit shuffle on my playlist, and like I guarantee you, it's going to be like Volbeat, Alkaline Trio, and then Alestorm, and then Ariana Grande. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You, and then you, Presidents of the United States of America, and then Kanaboon. <laughs> your shit is so varied, dude. But it's fun. Blues Traveler. I got Osprey. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa! Turn, turn up the beat, yeah! Whoa. God, oh! If y'all ever want to hear no, a really no, no, bad song, no, wait, wait. Depending on how much longer we have. Oh, okay. No, fuck we'll, that. We'll, we'll, no, no, we're gonna read it. Fuck it. No, no. Oh, depending on the time, but let's go. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 I'll, I'll, so, I'll grant this. <laughs> okay. So moving along, moving along to the next thing. Uh, 
There's an artist uh, by the name of Isaiah Rashad. You guys might know him if you're into the hip hop scene, especially with TDE and Kendrick Lamar. He's he's part of the TDE label. He released a new song the same day Cole uh, gave us a little snippet of, of his album and dropped the interlude. Uh, Zay Rashad dropped a song uh, and he announced that he's dropping an album in June. The album's going to be called The House Is Burning. And uh, I'm excited because I like Zay Rashad. He's always released some cool music. He hasn't dropped anything in a minute. And um, apparently this is going to go over like him dealing with like alcoholism too. Like there's, there's oh, really? some shit going on behind the scenes, I guess. So I'm... I'm curious to, uh, to know, you know, the vibes of that and what's going on. I like the track you dropped. It's definitely like a track that you dropped to, you know, build hype for your album. So uh, the, I'm interested in the album itself. So we'll see what happens when we get there. You know, like, I know the name. I know the man. But, like, I never really actually listen to his stuff. So I might give that a give shot. Give him a I'm listen. Jump, he, on my drive home, probably. He's cool. He's cool. Um, Here, there's, there's one song I'll definitely recommend for you. You can listen to it on your drive home. I don't know why I can't remember the name. It has him and um, I think it's J-Rock and Schoolboy Q are on it too. I might ask you for a rap dump to add to my driving playlist. Oh yeah, I'll give you some tracks. I got some tracks, but like I, I need more. I'll give you some tracks, definitely. You, you, know. only, you only get so tired of Broccoli, man. <laughs> <laughs> you still listen to Broccoli? Oh, no, dude. No, it's... Oh, that's the other verse, man. <laughs> that's, what, that's what gets me, dude. Oh, God. The acquired taste for salmon on a bagel capers <laughs> on a square plate. I hate you. At the okay. restaurant with the uh, wife who got a stare face. Stop. <laughs> so, the, so the new Isaiah Rashad, uh, Rashad song is called Lay With You, by the way. Lay With You. All right, yeah, I'll check that's, that out. That's the, that's the one he dropped. Uh... The song that I would recommend to you on your drive home is uh, I Shot You Down. I Shot You Down. Listen to the... uh, He has a regular version with a video that's like three minutes. I say listen to the remix that has J-Rock and Schoolboy Q on it. It's seven minutes. Really fucking good, though. Really fucking good track. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I Shot You Down. If you if you like like YouTube it or Google it, you'll either see like the video or the remix Found with it on Spotify. Yeah, there you go. Turn so, the volume down, hit play, <laughs> pause it, save it for later. Nice. I know my dumbass will forget. <laughs> and then the new song is uh Lay With Ya. Lay With Ya. So So the house is burning, coming in June of this year. Be on the lookout for it. I'll definitely give it a listen and be talking about it on the podcast. Just like uh, we'll be talking about something else in a second, but there's one last thing. Mm. There's a young man who uh, loves his wife. Does this man go good on a pulled pork sandwich? (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Stop. We're going to get to him. We're going to get to him. But we got to talk about the nigga that loves his wife. Oh, that that guy who won't love his wife. Ah! I got excited there. Sorry. I came up with this joke like five minutes ago. I love my wife. I love my wife. Oh. Let's ride a bike with my wife. My wife is so good. My wife is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. bro. Uh, but what, chance what, what are the chances? Chance to rapper, guys. Um, I know. I think the last time I talked about Chance was back when uh, his album The Big Day dropped and the controversy that was going on with The Big Day. Uh, I still like The Big Day. I probably rank chances discography different now now that it's settled in me and i probably ranked the big day lower than what i did i think i put it in the middle before mm-hmm. it's probably on the lower two for me but i still like it i don't hate it a lot of people didn't like it i can understand why they didn't like it but at the same time I'm just like it wasn't a bad album 
and a lot of people were saying Chance fell off because of that album. I disagree. He dropped some verses like before that, after that, that have been fire. He dropped uh, a song, I think like a month ago, called um, The Tongue is a Sword, the Heart, and blah, blah, blah. I forget what it's called, but it was really good. It got a couple million views, and people were like, the old Chance is back. And I'm like, that nigga never left. He just made an <laughs> album you didn't like. Niggas make one album you don't fucking like, and then they they fell off. It's just like that nigga just made something, some music you didn't fucking like. Yeah. <laughs> just just say that. It's like the Weezer. heart and the tongue. That's what it's called. It's like Weezer. They can keep making albums you don't like, but they're still Weezer. Yeah. It's just like yeah, the heart and the tongue. It came out two months ago, two million views. Good song. I say check that out too. He was he was dropping some bars on that. He was dropping some good chance bars, Chancellor. Chance. Uh, <laughs> But what I wanted to bring up is he recently uh, had a movie. He's been doing a lot of film work since, you know, the whole quarantine started. He, he's done skits. They've been pretty funny. He's he's living his life, dude. He, he's having a good time. Uh, the movie is called Magnificent Coloring World. Uh, I have not seen it yet just because, you know, I haven't been going to theaters. I think they had like this special debut weekend screening recently. Mm, okay. That's why I say it's out. I don't know whenever where else it's going to be available or when it's going to be. But, you know, he put some work into it. He seems really proud of it. So whenever you get the chance to check it out, check it out. You can probably you can go on YouTube and watch the trailer. I think it, the trailer is on his channel. So you can check it out, see what it's about. But yeah, Chance made a movie. He, he's making films. Ooh. So, you know, he's he's living his life. He's having a good time. And again, like I said, he made an album you didn't like. He didn't fall off. He's he's dropped some verses. He dropped a verse on a Corday's album that came out. I believe the same day as the big day came out uh he had a verse on one of his tracks i think it's called, it was called bad idea track was fire um chance got bars still bro y'all <laughs> y'all just didn't like the album that's okay i like the album i didn't think it was bad but that didn't mean chance don't know how to rap anymore the album had a certain theme but that's it he dropped the film so now we're getting to the pulled pork uh, sandwich topping. Is this the man that I tried to make a joke about was, but was too excited and uh, yes. ended up <laughs> kind of um, throwing off the fi- the flow of uh, Chance there? I'm yeah. sorry, Chance. Just a little bit. It's okay. Everyone apparently said he fell off anyway. Um, but uh, <laughs> Jermaine Cole, Jermaine Coleslaw, mm. Young Simba, Mr. Nice Watch, Run It. <laughs> Is this the man who said put it? I don't want to. Uh, what are you going to say? Throw the M on your head. <laughs> <laughs> you a Luigi brother. Put a M on That was a bar, nigga. A, I really like that fucking That bar. was a fucking bar, It's nigga. a really good one. Niggas was hating on that. That shit was corny. I'm like, but you understood what he said, right? Yeah. <laughs> put a M on your head. You Luigi brother now. <laughs> It's a good fucking bar. And it's not just the bar, it's the delivery. Yeah. He delivered the line well. But yeah, we're talking about uh, J. Cole's latest album, The Off Season. It just came out uh, the other day. Uh, I've listened to it in its entirety. I've listened to it several times now because, you know, I'll play an album back so I can get a full vibe for it. Ryan, I showed Ryan, like, I think, like four tracks off of it. Um, I tried. I really did. He just didn't have the time to listen. (laughs) I wish I did. It's okay. You can listen to it. After the fact, it's yeah. it's a twelve track album. It's not it's not a long. What did album. I say before? It's like I'm gonna treat it like I treated homework in high school. <laughs> Just do it last. Assignment's time. over. I'm yeah. still gonna do, do it. it. <laughs> but hey, man, it's all good. It's all love. But uh, Cole just dropped the project. 
it went number one in like less than an hour. <laughs> Uh, I think it's gone number one in like 68 countries. So needless to say, the album is, is a success. It's already a success. It's already a fucking success. Smash hit. Um, this album, it was great. I've heard, I, I haven't heard like a lot of people, but I have heard a good chunk of people say they didn't like the album. And this is coming from people that were actually Cole fans too. Like they oh, thought really? it was disappointing. They're disappointed in it. I respectfully disagree because a lot of people did come at it respectively respectfully that they didn't like it what are the reasons um you don't mind me they asking. just they just felt like he's done better on previous projects uh they didn't like some of the bars mm. you know this and that but it's okay to feel that as long as you come at it correct there was one nigga who was just saying like this and that the album was bad. You're delusional if you think Cole is even comparable to Kendrick. And I was oh, just like, no. Oh, shut the fuck up. Well, neither it's it's apples to oranges with them. Yeah, and also, you're not delusional for having an opinion, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, shut up, bitch. You can dislike something or not think it's as good as other people think it is, without insulting other people. Yeah. Delusional, nigga. It's an opinion. If I want to say Cole is comparable to Kendrick in my opinion he is I think Cole is one of the one of the best out here currently right now like one of the new ones I'm excited for Kendrick don't get me wrong I do enjoy Kendrick Lamar a bit more than I do Cole but Cole does the damn thing yeah. and while Cole, this this album definitely didn't have like a like a theme or a message to it it was just Cole rapping his ass off bro and that's that's not a bad thing by it, any means. It just seemed at like all. he was just spitting to some really like chill vibey beats. Like, mm-hmm. like this album felt like it was one of those. It's it's a nice background album, and mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing. No, like, like he he had bars, he had flow. He was going he was going in, bro. Like you can put this album on like doing anything. Mm-hmm. It seemed like at least it, to me. It, it's yeah. You can vibe to it. You can vibe to it at any time. It's Twelve tracks. It's not super long. I think the whole playtime is less than an hour, which is a good thing. We don't need long fucking albums. Just make a solid album of like your best seven to 12 tracks, like max 15. Cole said it. <laughs> when your 30 track album make a measly hundred thou. Oh. Like, ain't nobody give a fuck about no 30 track the, album. They're all bro. like 30 seconds to with two minutes, 17 seconds. With 22 songs that are ass like bro you could have cut this and made an eight track album yeah <laughs> like, like like i i agree with that fully i'm not a, i'm not one of those cold stands who'd be like fuck cole just breathed on the track it's the greatest song of all time <laughs> <laughs> because this isn't my favorite cold project my favorite cold project i think still is kod which came out a few years prior to this the, the album before this one but um this is good bro this is a good album and I originally I was gonna say like you know like an eight eight point five I I give it a nine I think it's up there. The more I listen to it, the more I'm catching like bars. I'm just like, oh okay, like 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 I'm getting lines. I'm like he was spitting, dude. He said he wanted to just rap on this one, and he did. He just rapped, which is which is the origins of of the genre, bro. You you that kind of braggadocious kind of thing. I was talking to my mom about it. It's that braggadocious vibe that you just spitting bars like. You don't need a message to be a good rapper. You can just be a good rapper. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get that twisted because a lot of people are like, oh, you, you only like conscious rappers. No, I like rappers that can rap. 
Yeah. A lot of rappers that I like that can actually rap just happen to kind of be more of those conscious kind of rappers. But if they can spit, they can spit. You don't have to be conscious as long as you you throwing out lines and you're just like, oh, that's a bar. Oh, that, that's a bar. That's why, like, I'm never <laughs> gonna say he's like the greatest rapper. Like, whenever I talk hype about him or defend him, people always think I'm just trying to say he's the greatest. But like, Lil Dicky can spit. Lil Dicky got some bars, bro. Yeah. Lil Dicky definitely gotta, got some bars. I just bars. gotta throw that out there because people think whatever I'm defending him, it's like mm-hmm. Lil Dicky ain't the greatest. I'm like, he ain't the greatest, but he can spit. He, he can spit. He can definitely spit. Because uh, the greatest rapper of all time is Black Thought, and I'll argue with anybody on that. Uh, I, actually, no, it's not even up for debate. I'm not arguing with yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, Black Thought is the greatest MC of all time. Uh, moving along. <laughs> <laughs> moving along. Don't uh, even try. Don't I'm even, not going to. I will not budge. I will not budge. He's the greatest MC of all time. If I were to, I have. I'm building. You know what? I am building up. I'm gonna start building up a case of Kid Rock. And, Ryan, <laughs> and that's going to be the next Ebony and Ivory. This when is I not when I build, hill. I'm gonna build. A, no, this is gonna be funny. This is gonna, <laughs> this is con. This is for content. Okay. This is for content. I'm gonna build up the case that of Kid Rock versus Black Thought. Oh my god. And when I when I when I show up one day with Manila folders, you know, <laughs> this nigga. Back to Cole though. Uh, <laughs> the album was twelve tracks. I don't think there was like a bad track on it. Honestly, if I had to give out my favorite tracks, I'd say Applying Pressure, uh, Hunger on Hillside, which is the last track. Uh, Close was really good too. Punching the clock, like. Like, it's, it's hard to say what my favorite track was because it's 12 songs, so it's just like, god damn, there's not a lot of songs, but I really liked all of them. But if I had to give a top three, I'd probably say number three is uh, Hunger on Hillside. Number two, probably uh, Close. And my favorite track was probably Applying Pressure. Applying Pressure was just like, it was the third track on the album. It was just him throwing bars, bro. Just bars, just just spitting. It's it's a short song. It's like a verse, but he was throwing them out. And one of the, I think one of the most notable lines on it is, uh, what is it? If you uh, if you clown on a millionaire, then the joke is on you. He was like, nigga, I don't I don't give a fuck. I'm rich. <laughs> like <laughs> y'all talking shit. I'm still successful though. <laughs> and and also, I think this is like the first album in a while since uh, I think. Because 2014 Forest Hills, I don't think had any features either. But, like, he actually had features on this album. Oh, okay. <laughs> and at first, the features weren't noted, like, when he dropped it. But now they are. Like, they're shown be- now that people have listened to it. Like, 21 was on it. 21 had a verse, bro. Was, was it good? Yeah, he was throwing some bars. 21 has gotten better, dude. Good. 21 is 100% had, gotten he has better potential. as a rapper. He has potential. He just got like, caught up in the in the trap of it. Like, like he, he's got some bars. He... They kind of did a spin on the 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 a lot beat, okay. On the track he was in, and he had a verse. I was like, "Yo!" And uh, on the chorus, they had this dude named I think uh, I believe it's pronounced Moray. Moray is, or Moray, or I, I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name, but I, I've heard some of his tracks before. He has a song called Quicksand that's really popular. He's he's a dope artist too. I I wish him nothing but success. He was on the hook on that. Uh, uh, Lil Baby was on it for a verse. I was like, damn, Lil Baby spit a verse, bro. Like, like there was actually features on this. And I, I was like, oh, that, that caught me off guard because he's, like, the last three albums he's done have had no features and he's went 
platinum on all of them. Uh, so, you know, success, nigga. Uh, yeah. If you clowning on the million, the joke is on you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, a, it was a good album, bro. I highly recommend it. Um, if you're not a Cole fan, you're probably not going to be a fan of this one anyway because you're just not a Cole fan. I'm not hating on you. I'm just saying, like, this is just more Cole, just him spitting just straight flows. So, I mean, if you're not a J. Cole fan, you might, you probably more than likely aren't going to like this. But I still recommend it to anybody. I think it was a solid album, bro. Like I said, I, I right now, I give it a 9 out of 10. It was going to be lower, but the more I listen to it, the more lines I'm just cashing. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck, dude. He, he, he really dedicated himself to this. He's like, this is years in the making. And I was like, you can tell. Like, there's, there's some lines in this, man. He was going in. So... Shout out to J. Cole. That's pretty cool. Congrats on the album. He also is on a basketball team in Rwanda. What? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait like wait. he's... Okay, Did I fall Cole, asleep for a second? Cole, hold on, Cole, hold on. Cole what? has always, you know, wanted to, wanted to ball. Like he's loved playing yeah. basketball and stuff like that. Yeah, so he's he's on the Rwanda Raptors. Like there's a clip of him playing right now. He, he had an assist during the game like he like he's he's on a basketball team in africa <laughs> that's really cool like, holy shit the dream bro i'm like you niggas really be hating on this nigga and i feel like a lot of people hate on him because of the j cole stands because they're fucking insufferable mm. but um like cole just living his life he just doing his damn thing and i'm like good for this nigga bro good for him if uh, j-, j cole seems like uh hear me out on this okay j cole seems like forrest gump and then the scene when he's running, mm-hmm. he's just running, you know? He's he just wants running. to run. And all these people are just Falling running with him. Yeah, like, like he's doing his thing, bro. One like, day, J. Cole's going to be like, I'm tired of running and just go home. That, that nigga don't go on Twitter unless, like, he promoting something that's about to come out. Yeah. <laughs> the day he stops running, people can not know what, the, what they I mean, want to do with he, their lives He's anymore. planning on his retirement. I think this might... He... This potentially could be his last album but i think he's gonna do one more i think uh, this one didn't he had a plan for it i, I believe the last album yeah. might be called like the fall off okay but like he's 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 comfortable or not comfortable he's like he's okay like if like you know this, within like the next album or two he retires this one because did, he just has a body work. i i felt from the tracks that i heard that it felt like it to me like like an experimental prototype warm-up kind of thing mm-hmm. like he was just doing what he wanted to do seeing maybe like oh what kind of like kind of beats work out for me right now yeah like, yeah he could be trying to go out with a bang but just making sure mm-hmm. i'm excited dude yeah. i'm excited for what's to come but yeah uh did you want to have the time for this last thing or should we just wrap up that was it oh fuck i want to do it you want to wait until we could do it next time we just okay. do it next time. Okay, next, next time? time we're going to do something. Uh-huh. I'm not going to say what it is, but next time we're going to do something. But Ooh. we're going to wrap up. We're going to wrap up. Uh, but before we do, I have the little <laughs> surprise for you guys. Ryan is so excited oh, for it. I am too. Uh, it's going to be fucking hilarious. I was hilarious. really hoping it was 10.08. Nah, dude. It's 10.17. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Ryan got to get home. Um, <laughs> but uh, we got a little surprise for you. So recently on Facebook, quick little story. Uh, I've been seeing this like... You know how you could like self-promote like your page or some shit on Facebook. Facebook always recommends it for for our projects page. I I, I yeah. never do it because I'm like we ain't, we ain't 
we ain't got shit. <laughs> Just like the podcast episodes. Maybe I'll do it one of these days. Yeah. But um, I kept seeing this promotion for this rapper. And it was just like the hook to a song. And I was like, I kind of like the vibe of it. But I just kind of scrolled past it. You know, it was just one of those ads. And I kept seeing it, though, for like two weeks. It kept popping up as I was scrolling through Facebook. And last night, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to look this dude up. Um, I believe his name is Anto the, the, the Wayward. I could be pronouncing the name wrong. But I believe it's Anto the Wayward. Let me look it up double check but yeah he's he's been uh I've, I've just seen like promotion for his his latest little project it's like this two track thing called a uh, tea break volume one mm. and i was like you know what fucking i'm gonna look it up yeah anto the 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 wayward and i i was listening to it and i was vibing dude his music some nice vibes some nice vibes honestly um and one track I liked in particular was the the first of the two tracks on Tea Break. It's called uh, Koku Haku. I believe okay. that's how it's pronounced. Uh, and I, I just fucking love the track. I was like, this is this is nice, dude. I listened to a lot of his songs last night. But I was like, this is nice. And I was like, this be a cool-ass podcast outro. Oh, man. But I didn't just want to, you know, steal it because, you know, of copyright intro. I didn't just want to use it. And I, I, the reason why I was like, this would be a cool podcast or drugs because it would get like copyright thing. So I was like, I wonder if there's a way to get in contact with him. Went to his page or his YouTube channel. He had a link to his Twitter. I went to his Twitter and I DM'd him and I was like, okay, maybe you'll see it. Maybe you'll reply, whatever. I was willing to pay him just to use it. I was just like, I really want to use this as the podcast outro. And homeboy replied to me and he was like, bro, don't even worry about paying for it. Just spread the word of the music, man. And so yeah, we got a new podcast outro. Okay. <laughs> so so the podcast outro is now going to be uh, Koku Haku by uh, Anto the Wayward. Lately, I've been using uh, No More What Ifs from Persona 5 uh, Royal, which is a beautiful song that we don't get copyrighted from because it's from the game. But I, I, I like to support music. I like to support local artists. This dude is dope. Check him out. Again, Anto the Wayward. I apologize if I'm saying your name wrong. Let me know. Because I, I, you know... I shamelessly plugged the podcast. Yo, we could work a deal too. Like, if more tracks he makes, more outros we have. Oh, you know what? True. Like, yeah, uh, he was a cool dude. I talked to him for a little bit last night. Uh, he's an anime fan too. He was like, my favorites are uh, One Piece and Hitman Reborn. I was like, oh, oh. a fellow connoisseur of oh. the Hitman Reborn. Oh. oh shit, I'm about to get replaced in a couple months, guys. <laughs> I was like, oh, Hitman oh, Reborn. Fuck. If you guys didn't know, Hitman Reborn is in my top ten. He's been looking for reasons to fire me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could never. <laughs> but maybe you should learn to rap. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> like, I, we haven't had me do it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, so that's that's a little announcement. We got a new outro, uh, so give it a listen. Uh, this time I'll play the full track just so you can hear it. It's short; it's like two and a half minutes. But uh, we'll we'll do a shortened version of it once we have it like scheduled as the outro. But but that's what you'll be listening to on the way out of the podcast. We are gonna wrap it up tonight. Oh, do you think I could hear it too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All why right. not? Let's just all listen to it together. <laughs> So yeah, uh, you, we're gonna stop talking. We're gonna let the beat ride out. And we're gonna let it play. Uh, <laughs> Ryan's silly as fuck. Uh, this is good beer. This makes me feel sloopy, sloopy, sloopy. All right, yeah. We two hours and forty one minutes. Two hours and forty one minutes. Is it? 
That's how long it is. It's not the longest because I've seen some of your lengths. It's the longest for us. The longest for us. For both of us. Because with the intro and the outro added in, it's going to be like a little over two hours, 45 minutes. Oh, man. So, yeah, this is a long one. But um, thank you guys for coming through. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for showing the love. Uh, check out Anto the Wayward, bro. Uh, dope shit. Dope music. Uh, and look for us for further podcast episodes. What are we going to be talking about next time? I don't fucking know. We already talked about everything that's been happening in May, so we'll we'll figure it out when we get there. <laughs> uh, thoughts, Ryan, before we wrap up? I know you heard that bass bumping in my trunk. Bumping <laughs> <laughs> in my trunk. Bumping in my trunk. Okay, so now for some good music. Goodbye, my answer the way love you guys have a good uh night have a good day whenever you're listening to this and thank you for listening to this thick blacked episode (laughs) you remember remember when you put your finger in you want to have it facing up and you want to kind of go like right behind where the clitoris is trust me it's it's the magic button. If you're looking for it, it's right there. The clitoris isn't just right in front. It goes I, all the way. Remember I that. I should have stopped recording. But Remember that. <laughs> no, I'm trying to teach these fools who are probably just jamming their fingers in there. And they're like, you oh, like it? All right. This is for the ladies. All I'm right. trying to help you guys this out. This isn't a sex education podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it needs to be. Where else are they getting it? Bro, they're nerds. They're not, they're not doing that anything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love y'all. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> thanks. Also, thanks to the niggas for Virginia that still listen. <laughs> oh, I hope you're here. I'm sorry. Guys. All right. All right. We're going to leave. We're really going to leave now. Okay. Bye. <laughs>
Okay, now someone told me when it's coming That I could be your plushy cause the love with you is something A weighty blanket sipping chocolate neck and go be mumping A crunchy roll get cozy, my little story, what we watching I know that you ain't wanna start the combo I see the way you look at me, the fireworks been starting Ruby red cheeks roasting marshmallows, how I feel this like it Watashi ni wa koku haku ga arimasu